Good evening and welcome to The Real Study with your hosts, Mr. Snippets. Welcome back to The Real Study. Black Girl Marvel. But I, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Mr. Marvelite. Not knowing anything about the film. All the movie things. You know, and like I was locked in right away. The pre-review with Super Gummy Guru. Pre-review. And me, the real study movie voice guy. Let's go to the poster wall. And welcome to the real study season one, episode 34. My name is Mr. Snidbits, and with me, as always, we have all the movie things. And uh, Mr. Marvelite is weirdly not over there. He's, I am a disembodied He's boy. here. He's here, I promise. And of course, we have our special guest, Superhero Talk from TikTok, also known as Michael. And we will be reviewing only two movies tonight. We'll be reviewing Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, as well as Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Of course, I had to pick the two movies that had really long titles. Let's move on over to the drive-in and say hello to everyone. Hey, guys, how's your week been? Hey, there I am. There you are. There you are. <laughs> yeah, I feel if like you guys, I should be the guest on this show. You should be the what? I feel like I should be the guest. I haven't been on him for so long. Oh, oh. Sh- I'm the rusty one right now. <laughs> Time on is more, you know, it's 10 years more than it is how long it's been, I think. Uh, and hello, Aina. Aina is here hello. to say hello. Uh, so we're going to be discussing three, f- two films. But before we do that, we're going to be talking to Michael about what he does, as well as, you know, how how he uh, got started and all that. So why don't we move right into that, Michael? Can you tell us a bit about yourself and what you're doing in the world today, as far as you know, social media and whatnot? Absolutely. Um, your poor audience. Um, okay, so. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, background, I guess, uh, if you want to go in the, we'll go in the MCU timeline order. Um, so I guess phase one is I used to, I come from the world of media covering Marvel, entertainment, um, comics, uh, movies, TV, that kind of stuff. That for about a decade um, was a blast. Loved it. Kind of miss it now. Um, I see a lot of the young guys going to carpets and covering <laughs> covering things that uh, one of our favorites donovan rose who is is fully entrenched in the carpet circuit i'm just getting flashbacks from me covering those like four nights a week but uh oh man great time uh love it and i'm a huge uh comic book fan mcu fan i just dive deep into anything i can get my hands or eyes on um so that's kind of like my passions and then of course uh, the last I think, two months, me and Marvelite have been, uh, <laughs> you could say consumed by a, by a nerd initiative. You guys have matching hats, it looks like, there. you guys are... Yeah, the hat doesn't come off. I sleep in the so. <laughs> Yeah, I can't get uh, this so, one off. For whatever reason, it's sucking the life out of me. And it replaced an Avengers hat, which, which is a crucial hat in Marvelite's life. Uh, tell us more about Nerd Initiative, uh, Michael. Yeah, so we, you know, a couple months ago, we started talking about what we could do and how we could kind of extend things. And I, I, I brought in, obviously, my baggage from 10 to 15 years covering this stuff and, and the things I've always wanted to do. And uh, he has, obviously, his knowledge and insight. And I could give you 100 more platitudes and adjectives to describe his talents. <laughs> um, He's a sweet talker. I'll pay him later. 
Yeah. I mean, he's on I'm, the I'm, show for a reason. I think there's a reason. I don't know. I'm just putting that up. I'm kissing up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we just started talking about what we could do, and we really wanted to create like a safe, creative space to kind of collaborate and bring a bunch of people together. Um, all the movie things. We are going to figure out an alternative to Discord. I promise you. <laughs> yeah, we're looking at it. You're not the only we person. Looked at it right now. We're like they look like Discord, so it's like ah. Eh. My wife hates Discord too. She refuses to even come into the one horror thread I made for her. She's like, nah. Oh, funny. So you're not the only one. Hey, snail mail, smoke signals. We'll figure something out that yeah. works that we can, you know, all do. But um, pigeons. Yeah, I mean, the, the, real, the, real, the main Send thing. Really, oh, sorry. No, no, you're good. Yeah. No, I was going to say the main thing really was really we, I think we both wanted to create kind of like a playground. I always keep saying it's like a sandbox and yeah. just kind of like. Mm -hmm just basically bust the doors wide open with like the ideas. And I think we have not said no to an idea yet. Um, right. As far as like, whether it's video stories, whatever. So that's kind of where it goes. And there's a lot of stuff to come, a lot of stuff to come. Um, and we're, we're learning a lot in the meantime. Um, so yeah. That's What's awesome. great is we're at the, we're at the phase now where it's not even us just coming up with ideas. Like, the, the pool of people that we have are so excited that they're thinking outside the box. Like that's the great thing when you have a great group of people and, you know, I'm not trying to fluff anybody that's here that are a great group of people, but like, you know, we've, we've had some amazing, not just talent, but just forward thinking people that want to see something new. And I really feel like we're at a place where that was something that was sorely needed you live by the algorithm of tiktok or yeah. you you depended on the subscriber stream of twitch um when really people should be valued by the content that they provide not the number of followers they generate so yeah absolutely i like that and the stories we've gotten from people too and as i then then i'll shut up after after that but the stories we've gotten from people too I, I have just been i mean it kind of floors me and i'm, I'm i literally I know I can be a talking hyperbole soundbite. So um, I think my, my, I, I literally have the automatic responses of like, that's awesome. That's amazing. And uh, people that know me will laugh when I say stuff like that. So I'm self-aware of it, but no, I will say like the personal stories and people who have said that they really were waiting for something like this has been just in, insane to me. Um, I definitely did not expect it. And so there's definitely that burden of like, like actually we have to actually come through for these people now um so it, it's it's been kind of it's been absolutely amazing i will say that it's been far and above beyond what i thought it would be full disclosure um i i have already also written for the nerd initiative and and continue to want to contribute babies take a lot of time from life so you gotta you gotta yeah. take the priorities as they come and i and i know that brian as was mentioned uh is also uh written for the nerd initiative as well so not to speak for you sir of course so uh any other uh, bits I, I i heard a rumor that you might have uh won an emmy is that true oh yeah i got an emmy back here uh, uh, the first emmy to be seen on the real on the real study that's really? pretty awesome yeah, oh, wow. yeah, yeah i feel honored now yeah no you are yes you are our first emmy winner uh which is awesome welcome that's great oh. uh yeah no i i mean look it's it's not i i truly it's funny i i used to work at abc news and i used to work for good morning america and it it is a hundred percent was earned through like teams and working with teams yeah. and and you know doing things with that 
that community. Um, I actually was was talking about this earlier. Um, I love to say like the ether, like I was talking about this, but I was talking about it through other people. Uh, a friend of mine who used to, I used to host a show for ABC inside Marvel. And so we would do like interviews with cast and like mm-hmm. comic book writers. And, you know, we worked with Marvel and, and Lucasfilm or whatever. And I mean, I always am going to trump myself. Um, and my co-host just won a Pulitzer. Oh, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it was, was kind of cool up until that moment. And then yeah, like... Yeah. Basically, uh, for creating like the um, visual uh, comics through uh, Business Insider, and so um, mm, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, nice. Yeah, <laughs> but still, so, yeah. congratulations regardless. Teamwork yeah, still matters. It. So yeah, that that, that counts uh, without a doubt. I got one so that, that, that makes me excited because that means if I stick with Michael, at least I'll get a Pulitzer at some point. Yeah, or yeah. Nobel Prize, or who knows. The good luck Chuck scenario. Everybody, I'll get around. Yeah, great minds, Mike. There was. I, I will. I will not lie to you. This has nothing to do with my professional background. But there was a time where I dated. I think it was at least. I think it was at least three girls back to back to back, in college and grad school. They all got married after breaking up with me. <laughs> so I fully. I I fill in the good luck Chuck uh, yeah, prophecy hundred and ten percent. That's that, and you know. We all have to have weird scenarios that, that fill out the universe of our stories. So somebody will be somebody that fits that movie, I think. That's what I found, at least. Uh, with that said, thank you for uh, t- telling us about your, your current uh, concepts and ideas and nerd initiative and all that good stuff and, uh, and some of your history. But let's move on to talking about movies because that's why we're always here. Uh, the first movie we're going to talk about is, of course... Uh, Multiverse of Madness, and this is the newest Marvel release. This, of course, stars Benedict Cumberbatch, as well as, uh, wow, did I really not have that up already? Damn, terrible. Uh, as well as, uh, wow, I'm, I'm doing terrible tonight, guys. Mr. Marvelite, you're better at this. You should uh, take over and tell people about the movie, because <laughs> I have failed. Okay, so we're, we're talking about what? Uh, Multiverse of Madness. Yes. Uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, the, the latest uh, movie in the Marvel Studios thing, until next week or the, like the week after, um, mm-hmm. when we get Love and Thunder. Uh, this is a this is a Sam Raimi event. Um, this is his first foray into Marvel since the uh, infamous Spider-Man Three. Mm. Um, so um, this is definitely an, a great take, and also a a fulfillment of prophecy because in Spider-Man Two. We know that he had a Easter egg to Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, they mm-hmm. were trying to name Doctor Ock, and um, of course, it's just a nice little nod to um, how how great things can happen. So, oh look, Lala's in the chat. Hello, Lala. Lala's, of course, Black Girl Marvel. She is our other co-host, and she could not make it. Sorry that you could not meet her in person or in person. Virtual, um, yeah. virtual person. Thank you. Uh, we've, also, we've also got Elizabeth Olsen, Chuita Ledger 4, Benedict Wong, um, cannot, pr- cannot pronounce her name, Ms. Gomez. I cannot pronounce her first name. Is it Sochi? Sochi Gomez. Sochi? Yeah. Yes. I will try to remember that. Rachel McAdams and more. Um, <laughs> so this is one of those movies that, you know, as, as hard as Marvel seems to be trying, they have to palette these movies individually to a wider audience. But this movie hinges so much on so much that came before it that that is a different this is kind of a different movie for them in a lot of ways most of their movies are origin stories or continuation stories for characters that sure it's dr strange but 
have all these layers that that led to it. So, Michael, what was your initial impression of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Matt? I love that I get to go first because I, I saw a couple of smirks when we, I feel like this movie, I always say the the mark of a great movie is the more you see it, the better it gets. This one I don't really fit think fit that bill. Like I think it's a good movie. I've seen it I think twice or three times now. And I think it's good. Um but it it didn't like grow as the more I saw it. Um and so I I thought it was it's one of the most ambitious, unique, uh classically Sam Raimi movies that it was the only classically Sam Raimi movie that Marvel's ever made because I don't think Spider-Man yeah. 1 or 2 was like a gore movie, you know, like a horror movie. But um, I thought it was super unique, ambitious. I appreciated the, the Raimi-esque quality of it. Uh, I do think there were some cuts and some storytelling parts there that I, I didn't digest well. Um, so overall, I, I thought it was like a, like a 7 out of 10 kind of film where it's like, a solid marvel movie um but it didn't knock my socks off it also didn't help that it came right after no way home which i thought was incredible and that can have an effect mr marvelite let's get through what mr marvelite thinks okay so let's go ahead and get started first of all this is the first this is the first <laughs> three, four film i know this is a, this is the i almost took my head off and threw it it's ted talk head. time let's go. um i can't believe you rated it so low but we're not even doing ratings yet so here that's fine um, so here's the thing. This is the first MCU film that is directly referencing something from the Disney Plus shows. Mm -hmm. uh, we we have not gotten that with Shang-Chi, Eternals, um, No Way Home. It, we have not had that. The only the only way you would say it was a reference to No Way Home um, to Rogers the Musical on the billboards, but that was it. Um, you have this, you have this, um, this 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 the show WandaVision that has led up to this. And I think this is part of the problem that this this movie has done. And it's not necessarily this movie's fault specifically. It's it's kind of something that I think Feige is now trying to to backpedal and fix, which is we don't know where all of these movies fall in the timeline after Endgame. Um, because even now there are concerns about where these movies are falling from what you know in the timeline of disney plus um but but here's what we do know um and this is where a lot of people have a concern when it comes to wanda maximoff as the scarlet witch how can she be as evil as she is spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen the film and if you haven't you know leave and come back this is a spoiler filled <laughs> show put us on mute until my lips stop moving and at that point <laughs> it should be good uh, so that means in two hours we will be done. Uh, but but basically, how how could um, Scarlet Witch, who seemed to have been you know making amends for what she did at Westview and is able to bring down the hex, you know how could she become this evil Scarlet Witch? And it's very it's very understandable when you consider that WandaVision took place weeks after uh, Endgame, um, and then from that we then have. Um, Spider-Man um, Far From Home, which is taking place the following summer. So there's been a summer since Endgame. The mm -hmm. following summer, is, because they've already had to go through a whole new school year, they're now going on a, um, on a summer trip, and we have, we have that event going on. Mm -hmm. Then you consider the fact that um, No Way Home takes us from that, that, the end of that summer in Far From Home 
and gets us through the the uh, the fall and winter of of that following year. So we've got we've got over uh, we've got about a year and a half at this point. And then considering that, and, and mind you, this is like the, the this is where you start pulling out things. And well, the, this this goes to this, and this goes. I was going to say right now, I'm picturing the Charlie Charlie Day meme <laughs> of all the strings, and you're in yeah. in um, in the opening battle with Gargantos um, in the New York street. People are still wearing jackets, which means that we're at least in like oh. we're, we're in like the late the 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 late winter, early spring. Um, and so we're looking at maybe probably March, April, May when multiverse hits, which means it's been almost two years that she has had the dark hold in her possession. And if you consider what the dark hold did to that entire area, that that's what it's been doing to them, especially when Dr. Strange has had it for only a matter of hours and we see how it affected him long-term. So this was like an opening discussion, and then I'm, I just went down the rabbit hole. When you had the jacket thing, I just pictured me in, the, you know, on the on the golf green, just like picking up the grass and then going like that. I was going to say so, your yeah. name is Mister Marvelite for a reason. Like, there's a reason. So, so here's what here. Let, let me let me go back. Let me go. Let me rewind back to the real study like format. <laughs> okay. Um, first of all, the most Sam Raimi film that I've seen in a while. Um, this gave me Evil Dead vibes in a lot of ways. Um, this this expounded upon what I really liked in Spider-Man 2 when we got that whole surgery scene with Doc Ock. Yeah. Um, it gave us a lot of that. Um, you know, he he really does a he does a great job at the horror aspect, even though the film might not be completely a horror film. Um, there are lots of hidden gems in this film and things to break down and answers that people have been fighting over for the last year when it comes to power sets and who's more powerful. I mean, this film directly answers it in a lot of ways. Sam wrote it as far yeah. well, maybe he didn't write it, but whoever wrote and you, it and listen, specifically you to address Carter, that. So. And you might be split in your, your position, but I will tell you right now, um, there are lots of, there are lots of different like points that I think that, that this film has, that makes it a very strong contender for one of the best of, the, of of phase four and i'm as much as i love no way home it, it leaned in the nostalgia this is the first film that really references something right. within its phase and then gives us a promise that relies solely on fantastic so i'll go ahead and stop talking you're good no you're excited you're excited that's important caught my eye the writer was michael waldron who directed loki right yeah yes okay and and been dealing with some other multi-universal stuff with rick and morty and such um, all the movie things. Let's hear your initial take on Multiverse um, of Madness. Everything Tony said. All right. So <laughs> moving on. Time. No, I'm kidding. Of <laughs> course. <laughs> um, no, I I really enjoyed it. I, I I do agree with a lot that like, um, both Tony and Michael have already kind of stated there was, it was like, I loved a lot of it. You know, I love the Sam Raimi aspect of it. You know, it was really great to see them just kind of let him do his thing, you know, which I was really surprised by. I thought they were kind of like going to reel him in a little bit, but it was, it was great to see a lot of those moments. You know, I, I remember like seeing it with my partner and was like, you know, kind of excited to see these, oh, that's the Sam Raimi thing. Um, and hoping she understood what that meant. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was, there's a lot of, yeah, I just felt like there's like a lot of these pieces to it that were great, but then there's it had some trouble like piecing them together at points and making it kind of 
feel those transitions anyway just didn't feel smooth enough um i loved wanda i mean man i was like rooting for her just to like just just to burn it all down just you know <laughs> just like go wanda you know just this is what you know you you deserve it but <laughs> i mean does unleash her you know so but i i will i will say like it it probably is one of the better phase four films like tony mentioned and even though i like i loved no way home um but it does you know rely heavily on on some nostalgia and and whatnot um although i i really do love shang chi though like shang chi is up there for me too as well as you know although it doesn't connect as much as so far anyways we know what we know it but yeah i still enjoyed it but it probably wasn't like my favorite so middle of the road phase four um yeah i'd say well i've Overall MCU, not not just phase, not not just Phase Four, but I'd say overall it's middle of the road MCU films. So of the three, because I kind of put MCU films in the bottom tier, middle tier, top tier. Put it in there. Uh, yeah, I'm not understanding what you're. So <laughs> what, you, what do you if, mean? You, if you took all 28 of the films and yeah. shows and, what, and broke them into yeah, three, thirds, somewhere in the middle. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um. See, I, I'm going to be kind of more on the Marvelite side on this. This movie, I think, is I knew I liked you. super solid. Um, I was laughing. I had fun. I was excited. I sat up at a few points. If I sit up during a movie, it usually tells me how much I'm liking it. Um, most Marvel movies that I like, I tend to sit on the edge of my seat, and this, this got me there. Uh, I think once they got to 868, eight, started running around, I was going. And I think this film does rely on some nostalgia as well, but it's a different kind of nostalgia and it's not all Spider-Man, which is like everybody's favorite superhero ever, even if they don't admit it. Um, he was the poster boy for Marvel until Iron Man. So like Spider-Man's always kind of been the Marvel character. So I think we all were excited about that. And who's going to say they didn't love that movie, but the nostalgia with professor X in this film, spoilers, I say spoilers. Nostalgia with Professor X in this film, or even like this kind of weird pseudo future nostalgia of uh, Mr. Fantastic were bits for me that I was like, oh, this is this is great. And they almost took like a Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe approach when they started throwing Wanda at all the other heroes. And I, I, I don't know, I'm just it as much as it's shallow, that kept me drawn in enough. And maybe after five viewing, I'm like, all right the guy fine but it still drew me in and sam's approach to the story kept being me excited every time i got to see a weird eyeball or the weird shifty camera that sam uses all of his mm -hmm. films uh he got they let him off the chain he needed another horror movie in his filmography what better than zombie strange to oh yeah i don't know Do you um, think i mean maybe we can get a um a marvel like cut of of uh, I know it just came out on, on digital, but like <laughs> I will say, like no, honestly, like there's been a couple things that that I think that's there's been a couple things that Tony has said in the past, whether it be on TikTok or just in person, we've talked about it, where it's made the movie better, like explaining these things. And I think the yeah. one he, a couple of days ago he talked about how like um, I didn't think about it that you know I, was there another way that Endgame could have ended, and he said that yeah. there yeah. there definitely wasn't because the Illuminati showed that. Oh, spoiler uh they, they weren't um 
they were left exposed mm-hmm. in that universe because obviously Wanda came through and just decimated the entire yeah. team. Um, <laughs> but like that stuff makes you think. But I think also at the same time for me, I guess I love thinking about it and learning and and growing with a movie. But at the same time, I don't know if I would have thought of that if not having Tony in my ear. So yeah, if we can get like a little Bluetooth piece where that comes with like the, the Blu-ray or whatever that, you know, Tony can kind of go through and narrate some things like this is why. <laughs> yeah, I will, I will admit this. So, so I was, I, like, and again, I, I'm going to admit this to public. I've, I've, I've already made penance of this like three times. I have not completed watching everything everywhere all at once, which is why you're going to get a whole lot of content from me from this movie because yeah. I could just spew it out. But my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, and my brother-in-law were here today and I was showing off my sound system and I pulled up Disney Plus and he goes, whoa, 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 wait, Multiverse of Madness is 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 out? And I'm like, yes. And like, I just turned it on. And I think they were supposed to have left like within 30 minutes of me starting the film. But of course, we finished the film. Of course. And <laughs> it was hilarious because I actually stopped the movie at certain parts. Like the first thing I had to do to rope him in was that whole scene with Gargantos. Like I had to stop and show him how the same guy ran past Strange like four or five times. Yeah. <laughs> it just cracked him up i'm like that's a raimi thing oh yeah that's, that's a spider that's that's from spider-man yeah like, he had the same person walking around norman osborne mm-hmm. and Peter people and don't Peter. think that was somewhat on purpose it, that yeah not it's like, attention. the red hair the one with the red hair listen i when i was in college i actually made a star wars boo film and i intentionally made every mistake possible like they would like i would cut from one scene to the next and the guy was wearing a different shirt because i thought that stuff was funny and I think I share Sam Raimi's sense of humor. And so so for me, that stuff was great. But then, like, there were certain things that he, like, my, my brother-in-law was watching, and he's like, he was asking questions, and I would stop, and I would, I would explain it, or I would say, just watch for this. And then I would explain the importance. And, like, having that, that, that discussion um, about the movie, I think, helped make it enjoyable for him, but it made it even more enjoyable for me, because I was able to actually talk about it in real time. But, like, I need to sit with like a notepad and like talk to somebody who's never seen it before because it's, it's really interesting how even after seeing it as many times as I have, it was a more enriching experience for myself showing it to somebody who had never seen it before. So yeah. something Michael mentioned a few minutes ago is kind of growing and learning as the films progress. And the thing I love about MCU films is that this film will be different after Thor love and thunder, even after a few more films and shows come out, we're going to look back and see how they all connect. And even going back to, Captain America's first Avenger. I I really didn't like that movie when it came out. I was lackluster and bored with it. Now I'm, it's a lot cooler than it was just because of its sheer connection. So there's something about it being part of a larger universe that slightly elevates it. The worry is that they'll make enough films that aren't good and it'll weigh them all down to balance. But I also think what happens is where there are going to be films that we watch over time where it may not have hit at first, but then something else is going to happen. And we're going to be like, that's why that movie was the way it was. It makes more sense because Endgame elevated my perception of Thor Dark World. Um, so so there is there, there is that where Marvel. See, that's the thing. I think the problem everyone expects every Marvel movie now to be a no way home level movie or an endgame movie right? and or an endgame level movie. But then they also don't realize that this is a movie. This is an installment in a universe. And regardless of whether you really enjoy this film now, the relevance that this has down the road for years. I mean, the word incursion got me so excited. Like I was like shaking in my seat because that whole concept for me within like, like 
it lets me know we are getting super secret wars at some point in this in this universe mm-hmm. and the just the, the possibilities and i'm like okay now what other references toward um an incursion are there what what else is going on so this also invites a lot of other questions and it's not, we need to let the other half of the panel i think jump in a little bit here but that's the let's <laughs> ask the question as well Sorry. you know what more are we going to get from them because there's still so many baddies galactus there's annihilus there's so many other baddies to bring back in and then any number of x-men characters that they want to revamp our pair game now so there's so much potential and and i don't know what do you two think i want to let brian talk <laughs> uh-oh because i can talk forever so i want to i want to be uh the mind, pressure. Mind manners. i mean i don't know what more i mean tony's kind of like running <laughs> running the, with the ball here but i mean no no you're good no i love it because because i don't i don't always look at all of them like that you know especially like first time going in i'm kind of just like trying to like look at it as a fresh film you know and it is interesting how they like how do you because i'll definitely see some of these movies with people that have haven't seen you know every single or a movie or 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 whatnot or may not even know anything about the comics in general and so it's i can imagine from a filmmaking perspective trying to make this film you know so it so it is interesting that they got sam raimi and i like and i had heard somewhere that he didn't really watch a lot of the stuff prior to making this film i don't know is is that right Tony? like he like he didn't watch wandavision or didn't really well, WandaVision and Multiverse of Madness were, in a sense, they were still relatively new. Um, yeah, I that's think, right. I think they so were still, like, because I, if I remember correctly, like, they were still filming some yeah. of WandaVision while right. Multiverse of Madness was in, in production. So it's yeah. kind of, they had to go based off of, and I, I'm pretty sure he had to have seen some of the scripting and, yeah, you know, and some of the notes right. for, for what they were planning on doing. Yeah, so even even then, that's still a challenge, even to just, like, just have like a synopsis or a story idea and then try to like build things from that you know so it so it's so i try to look at films from that and try to like appreciate what they're trying to do you know from the challenge perspective um uh, I, I will say like the um the cinematography was pretty great in that it was uh I mean, of course, it's, you know, Sam Raimi has, he kind of has that influence, but still it's the cinematographer is the one that has to like really execute those kind of moves. So, um, and this, the DP was, uh, I'm going to mess his name of John Matheson. Um, but he's worked on X-Men first class and, uh, what else has he done? Man from uncle. I did Logan, which was freaking gorgeous i love the look yes. of logan um so yeah, he's done comic book movies before some gritty yeah, so he's ones. Done comic book films before yeah. so he kind of like yeah so so it was interesting to see that and like to dig into more and more into that kind of aspect of things and because it's not sam raimi shooting the movie you know what i mean like he he'll have these ideas and like that's that's why the like the the director dp relationship is so important i mean like it's from dave i don't know how much people know this but like 
you kind of get your DP almost right away. Like you, you get, you get the scripts and you're like, okay, who, who am I next? You get your DP. Like, who am I going to get to shoot this? And then they get their team together. But, um, cause from day one, you want to like storyboard it and you want to like walk the locations with the DP. So, and, and I'm sure this DP knows Sam Raimi's or is familiar at least with Sam Raimi's style. So they're going to have, they're going to talk about, those Sam Raimi elements. So I love that kind of stuff about these kind of films, you know, cause I don't think Sam mm-hmm. Raimi's worked with this DP before. I, I may be wrong, but I haven't had a time to look into that. It doesn't look like it. I've been I'm trying like, to look yeah, while you've been talking, but, but he also did gladiator yeah. by the way. Yeah. Did gladiator. That's, a, that's not yeah. a small movie. Yeah. Um, Another gorgeous film. Not at right? all. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it doesn't look like, it looks like a lot of work with Ridley Scott. Um, yeah. But still, I mean, you're, you know, that's, there's some great film behind Ridley Scott. So the DP behind Ridley yeah. Scott have been fantastic. So I see your point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A lot of people complain. Like oh, sorry. Go ahead. That. Oh, no, I was gonna say, like, I just like learning that as far as like the, I mean, I, having worked in that industry to some capacity, but not having the tech, technical expertise that obviously um, Brian does. It's really interesting and is helpful to learn that stuff. I mean, I always, I come from the, I know the backstories of a lot of things, right? So like, it's interesting to me where, you know, you have seen the, the classic ones, like the Adam Sandlers who work with the same cast over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Fascinating uh-huh. to me. Oh, or yeah. like you see people that pop up that work together <laughs> early on that stayed mm-hmm. friends. You know, we, we all know yeah. the famous Vince Vaughn story. He's like best friends with John Favreau, who yeah. also is yeah, yeah, yeah. the guy who shot his eye out in Christmas Story is the executive producer on Iron Man. Um, you know, so <laughs> and the guy that, that stands toe to toe with Jeff Bridges. I couldn't do that. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I love hearing that stuff. I will say the other thing that I thought of that when Tony was talking about it too, and that that if you really do think of it as a global perspective. Phase four is, an, is a complete expansion. So, you know, when you mentioned Galactus and you know, we're going to get Galactus, I mean, come on, Silver Surfer. Right. Um, you know, <laughs> I think so. there was, I yeah. saw there was something today. I haven't watched it yet. Um, one of those, it was like New Rockstars or something. There, were, there was a cut Doom egg that was in there apparently that, but you don't oh, see it. But it I like heard about that too, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to, I mean, they are expanding it with, if you think of anywhere from No Way Home to Eternals, and now, I mean, think of think again the global sense of this whole phase. Like, it's all about like multiverse, then cosmic, and now we're looking yeah, at different. Yeah, you know, yeah. like it's just literally expansion. And then it's going to be oh, yeah, even th- from from uh, Loki. I mean, it's just mm. literally now it's level yeah. set. And then well, where do you go with those pathways of all these stories that we now have the opportunity to go in like a million different directions? So it's going to be kind of crazy. To that point, the other directions would include the quantum universe where we have ant-man as well so there's another like not only bigger but smaller this is why i was asking about Annihilus because i'm anxious for nova i'm anxious for the herald i'm anxious for Uh, yeah there's so many amazing space related characters and with guardians even back in phase two i was like oh we're gonna get more of the and we didn't get most of them i was like well that's weird it was all just still set up for post end game stuff and i was a little thrown but uh, you know at this point i'm They'd have to make a pretty crappy movie for me to not want to watch it. Um, well, I think the hardest part is always to streamline right. things, right? So when you, mm-hmm. as I was saying it, and I'm making myself anxious by saying all the different possibilities, <laughs> I keep I keep thinking about like there's smarter people than I have, that, that there's smarter people than 
far smarter than I am that are, you know, I'm sure they made that decision consciously to be like, all right, we're not going to go full blown with with guardians yet. We're going to tease it, get people yeah. excited. I think now they might, but at the same time, there's so many different ways they can go. Like, will they actually do the Krasinski fantastic four? Will they right. just actually be like one of those things that we joked around about and we saw it come to life and that's it. I want will that. They do, you know, Which is you know, funny. There, uh, there was a quote I recently read that he kind of like alludes to that where it's like, they kind of just, it was like a wish fulfillment thing that they did with casting Krasinski. Here's like, yeah, this, this is a way we can, you know, give that to the fans that have been wanting this fan casting. So it doesn't necessarily mean that they will, you know, yeah. go forward with them. Now, now you all know that there was a doom reference in multiverse of madness. Not even, it, I mean, it wasn't like they didn't mention his name. They didn't mention Latveria, but there is something in the movie that did was a point toward Dr. Doom. So I remember there being two references that, and I, this may not be it, but they did make, mention the Baxter uh, uh, mm -hmm. collective, essentially. And then right. uh, I know they mentioned the Fantastic Four in the sense that they're in the MCU. Because Strange goes, didn't you guys back in the 60s, you know, kind of <laughs> go to space? I say he didn't say that, but, you know, there was a project they were. So that, those two in itself, by just being Fantastic Four, alludes but go ahead. So remember when we first meet Mr. Fantastic, the way he comes in is the time platform. And that was a doom. That was a doom vehicle. Basically mm -hmm. like that was his, that is, that is his way of entrance. Like the time platform was used by doom a lot of times. And that was exactly what that was when he, when he portaled in was the doom. It was the time platform. Oh, so crazy. As though it's not a direct reference, that is a major Easter egg for Dr. Doom. So yeah. Yeah. can we talk about the elephant in the room then? So the elephant in the room for this movie, from my perspective, is how they refer to the MC one six. So, okay. So if you're not a comic book fan, <laughs> if you've only been an MCU fan or whatever, I'm going to fill you in. The comic book version of the Marvel Universe, where it's the standard, you know, Spider-Man's there, Hulk, the original Avengers, that's, that's Universe 616 and always has been. We have 2099, we have 10,900. The X-Men has their own universe. Everybody does. Even the Spider-Man like Tobey Maguire has its own number. Why they then decided this universe we know already had a number is now 616 yeah. is a weird... I'm going to leave it at that. Let you guys discuss. What was it? 1999 before? It was, a, it was, it was yeah. a ridiculous well, nine, number. 99999. Right. Yeah. So is Christine just wrong? Or what do you guys think? I think it's what Brian mentioned earlier. I think Ramey might have just kind of yeah. not really and was like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> okay, so there is actually a discussion if you if you guys have at all followed um um any of the interviews that Iman Vellani has done for Miss Marvel. Um yeah. there's actually been a discussion yeah. where that I was her that. and she yeah. actually she actually asked you know why she asked him fight why would you assume that the mcu is 616 and he's like because i said it and she's like that's not good enough it's, yeah. it's 199999 yeah. and yeah. so she this little disagrees. girl uh, i mean i should say this amazing young woman is <laughs> is going toe-to-toe -to -toe with kevin feige which is one of the most endearing things about her. I know. Um, so but at funny. the same time, there, there's a reason, and I'm trying to look up the name of the, of the guy right now. There's an executive producer who is on the executive team with Marvel 
um, that um, I'm going to pull it up real quick. I can't I, I, I think I know his name, but I'm not completely sure I know his name. Um, but he was on the executive team for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And someone had asked him about a multiverse and about 616 and 199999. And uh, I did not stutter there. And so <laughs> there was this there was this question, you know, you know, are we gonna ever get a um, a validation of that? Because there's been Easter eggs throughout the MCU anyway. And he's like, we're not doing the whole, you know, different universes. So I'm pretty sure he wasn't even privy to the discussions of these films, and he was willing to speak out. Um, I would not necessarily declare that the the MCU is 616. They can call themselves 616, but we know we know that based off of the Marvel. Here, here's the thing. So, so in the MCU, they call themselves the 616, and just like we call we call earth earth but everywhere else in the universe it was mm -hmm. um and so, so th there is this concept of you might have this self identity identification of what it is that's not how everybody else knows you right now, will yeah. they ever give us the the qualification of you know really we can't be 616 there's another universe 616 maybe they'll have the incursion with it um and and we we, like, we were properly designated as one nine 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 because remember in the MCU multiversal you know like science has only been theoretical up until this point and if you know Scotland has anything to do with it everybody's going to know you know about everything that's going on um, that Scotland podcast yes exactly glad we're not like competing a, with that that would not life. Go well. I loved it. But but absolutely like so so there is there is this idea that okay so the the universe self self references itself as six one six that doesn't necessarily mean it is well this is people from eight six eight saying they're six one six people from six one six wouldn't know they were six one six as Marvelite saying but then Muncie just pointed out so maybe there's a cinematic six one six and a comic book six one six and they're actually two different worlds All right but I have except the comic book it's like the 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 the, the what was it the uh, the handbook for the, the Marvel universes designates the mcu as one nine 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 i have one right. more I have, this, is, this is this is this is my theory that i came up with based upon the little that i can the together. tissues are kleenex is i well so it's think of this so when <laughs> right. there's a moment in the this film or there's a moment in this <laughs> film where wanda actually breaks the fourth wall so for just a moment she right. stares right at us mm. to me combine that with the concept of everything we know about all the different universes and what she, you know, her looking at us and them talking about that in the same film, actually pretty close in scenes even, I think tells me that this is 616. And since the MCU came out of this universe, that's why it's, I'm talking about our real life. Because she looked at us, she broke, she brought us, our universe, into the film by looking. At that's and Strange mocked her though. Strange mocked the whole thing and, mm -hmm. you know. I don't know. It's Somebody's going around, you know, labeling the multiverse. Yeah, that's like, true too. I love that. Yeah, people forget about that part. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, since you anyway. since you since you're talking about the breaking of the fourth wall, I will say maybe that's something that also gave it a little bit of a a ding for me was, and this might have also been fans, so it might not have. I think the movie definitely and the marketing and the cutting of the trailers definitely played into that. But that whole comparison of Wanda and Strange, comparing Strange, what he did in Infinity War, and I've said this vocally before, mm. I thought was such an, a weird comparison. 
because obviously there is there is a, you know a history of, of issues when comparing male and female stars and and, and heroes uh, and that's a problem that needs to be addressed fully I thought this is a weird one to compare because she was a I loved her in it just like Brian was saying I thought she was savage in this and it was great to watch she was a straight up villain like i mean she's obviously comes with yeah. a lot of baggage yeah. but like yeah, say yeah. him giving up the time stone compares in, in any which way to Thanos. like the, like for me that was the weirdest comparison and she's like oh you get to be called a hero and i don't and i was like that's just a weird it just it kind of was like a weird comparison to me and I, it just like i don't know it stuck with me that i thought it was kind of a it just was strange i mean it's pun called doctor strange no pun intended yeah <laughs> Yeah, but you also consider the fact that him giving the time stone once caused her to watch her husband or the love mm-hmm. of her life die mm-hmm. twice in front of her. There. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no strange is like, you know, you know, to the side responsible for what happened to some degree. And it I would I don't know. I would have trouble not blaming him to some degree. And she doesn't actually blame him. She literally just says, Get out of my way. Um yeah. I don't know. A lot of I've heard a lot of black backlash that people are pretty pissed that she's super villain in this bad guy and i'm like well then you haven't read a comic for one yeah just oh, one. yeah that's like the best house of m we're probably going to get for a while right and yeah. then no, totally. and then two doesn't equal representation mean that women should also be the supervillains? like shouldn't we get women in every aspect of everything a male could be in that's just my thought so i i enjoyed seeing her and, and seeing a mom like a person who cared about kids but could still turmoil with that i don't, I don't know I talked about that with my wife a lot. It's something that kind of resonated with both of us, maybe as parents. I, I could defend well, my people, kids across the multi, multiverse kind of thing. Well, the people that complain about her being too powerful and stuff like that, obviously, to what you said earlier, haven't read a comic, haven't seen it previously. And that was, to me, that was cool to watch. Like her just decimating people was, it was a fun thing to watch. Like, so that, that argument from fans that were like, oh, there is kind of some kind of bias there then, because obviously, it would be cool to see. I, I was hoping to see the 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 Tom Cruise I, Iron Man with like the Johnny <laughs> Stones like doing oh, something right. dirty uh, and nasty. I, 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 mean, so, I am so up. thankful that didn't happen. But he could but have been the first one dead. I don't know. <laughs> but that kind of a character is always fun to watch, and so it it shouldn't matter, you know, the gender or or, or whatever it is. So I think that yeah, people need to look at it from that perspective. Is like again, know the backstory, know the character, and don't pigeon any character into a whole anything. You know, one of the things I find is really interesting to this film. Um, we, you, everybody's like kind of split on Wanda, but if you also consider um, something that I, I have not heard people talking about is the fact that when, when Warren, um, when Dr. I think it was Dr. Nick Warren um, sat next to him in, um, in the wedding. Um, the fact that he looked at him and said, was there any other way the world not only knows who Doctor Strange is, but knows that he is responsible for yeah. handing over a t- the Time Stone that led to Thanos getting the Mind Stone, which led to, you know, everybody being gone for five years. Mm-hmm. There are probably some people who were glad that he gave up that stone because we know there are people that think Thanos was right in the MCU. Right. But at the same time, there are people that lost a lot. And, you know, one of the things I would be interested to see is as, as mad as Monica Rambeau is with, uh, with Carol Danvers, what would she be like with Dr. Strange? Because she lost her mother and she had no chance to say mm, goodbye. Yeah. Yep. And it's like, 
there is an entire world like this is the, this is the reality of the mcu that we're living in right now i think this is what like all of these shows are giving hints to that makes me so so excited is the 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 previous avengers would not have been able to survive in the mcu as it is now no because they are not accepting of superheroes they are questioning of the decisions they have already they they are these people that are coming out i mean the fact that in in miss marvel kamala khan is like struggling like do i want to do this i've always wanted these powers but is it something am i good enough to do this it's it's the concept that there are consequences to being a hero Mm -hmm. and there are people that are dead set to stop this and even those people who appreciate you know maybe being saved they look at what they're doing as reckless and um our iron man would not have survived well um with that type of scrutiny even though he was on the side of oversight so you know it's a it's a whole new world i i can being a superhero to the same thing as like the time traveler's paradox right like no matter what if you have that power to go back in time i i would be I would be paralyzed with fear. Like, yeah. okay, what am I going to change? What, yeah, like, what's yeah. going to be the ramifications? Like, nothing I do, like, except for going back and telling my previous self, don't eat that hamburger, you know, be like, hey, yeah. chill. Like, <laughs> like, aside from that, like, I don't know. Like, you just, you're worried about everything with the outcome. And same thing with being a hero. Like, you know, I think yeah. there's just so many repercussions from it. Like, sometimes you just want to be like, all right, whatever. That's why, and that's why they've really done it well and built it up with Kamala Khan mm-hmm. and with so many other young, especially the younger heroes, I think, because they the impact is so much greater, right? Where it's like, they are always, they're excited, but like, so like exactly like Tony said, they're excited, but then they're also like, they're, they're just like, there's that repercussion and that fear of like, just like, very aware. I really want of, this. Yeah. Like immediately they, they, the, the, the rose color glasses are like pulled off. Like, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. it would be difficult i mean it's more a test of who you are rather than what your that is like who you were before you even got the power is being tested uh truly it forced life and of course they all get that test of wait a second powerful should i even be a hero or should i just do whatever the hell i want um yeah. that's something some of the heroes haven't had to deal with. dr strange never really had to deal with but to that point there's a weird thing that we kind of all missed when talking about, or th- some people missed, not us here on the panel, that Wanda being the villain and how that's quote bad or whatever people think. Strange is the villain in almost every universe, according to this. Yeah, he's a bad right. guy across the board, and oh, this yeah. is like yeah, one of a couple him. good ones. Uh, the six one six one, the original six one six, and then this six one are the good <laughs> ones. Um, yeah. So that you know, I don't know it hero stuff is complicated for that reason but that's why it makes compelling stories struggle mm-hmm. uh, we also this is r- kind of random but also very on point what happened to mordo you, you're talking about is, our he's mordo, still right? a little, little little pit he, he's just still out there right like he 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 wasn't killed eight, I, I just eight six yeah. eight he was, or ours one are you meaning in, in eight, eight six eight yeah okay yeah. okay, okay. So, yeah, so 868, he's still down the pit. He can't use his magic because he's still got the inhibitor. Oh, yeah. Uh, on. Right. Christine has to come back to get him, let him out. So that might have been one of the reasons why she didn't go with Strange to 616. 616. Right. Um, but so, you know, he's he's stuck there because the only way Strange got out of that pit was because he ran and jumped on Mordo's chest and pushed himself up. So <laughs> I was actually, I was sitting there like, like, why did Mordo get out of there? Because he knew as much like, like physicality as strange was strange in mm-hmm. Carmitage. 
But then I'm like, oh yeah, Strange used them as a boost. So but, <laughs> I liked that fight between them because most times in movies where the superheroes lose their powers, it's for the whole freaking film and I get really bored waiting for them to get it back. But this was like both of them for just a minute fighting each other without oh, their yeah. powers. And I was like, this is a great little fist fight. Um, and when Mordo came out with a statement, I know why the Mordo of your universe doesn't like you. I'm like, that's not why he didn't like him. Yeah. Like, go, with it. go with it, buddy. You know, mm -hmm. we're going to let it happen. Uh, I do want to speak to something JJ just said, and this is about Eternals. And since we're kind of covering the four phase four, I thought it was very interesting on the word of Galactus that we actually already had his story with the Eternals. They did his story already. So that's what, Ersham came along and said, I'll leave this panel alone as long as you show me they're worthy, which is literally what Galactus is Silver Surfer. And I think that's a really odd approach, which means we're not going to get the Galactus and Silver Surfer we expected. But at this point, I shouldn't expect anything. Oh, Everything's. I really, I really personally think if we get Galactus in the MCU, and I know, I know we're going to lean toward that way, I believe that Galactus is the judgment of a Russian and mm -hmm. and and the herald will come to to give the tidings of what their the celestials uh judgment is on earth based off of cersei and everything else and then it will be prepared for the coming of galactus and i can see galactus being that that harbinger because it's going to be kind of weird because we've already seen so much of the universe and bringing galactus in is going to is going to require something a little bit different we've had we've had points to uh, celestials we've had you know ego we've had nowhere um we've seen we've seen um celestials in um in guardians of the galaxy and so at this point it's the question of you know where does galactus fit in this this you know large universe but then at the same time you've got the 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 living tribunal and, and everything else that's being referenced don't forget the fantastic four haven't shown up and when did he show up for the first time when they showed up for the first time within yep. just a few issues so I think that it'd be a perfect opportunity for them to all have been away or something and bring all of them back through a portal or something. I don't know. Anything's well, open. Well, think about this also. Like, they cannot do much like when Tom Holland took over the mantle of Spider Man, <clears throat> they could not do his backstory again, right? Like, there was, yeah, like, yeah, they, yeah. they made jokes about it or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think the same thing goes for you can't, you're not going to see Doom again in a Fantastic Four movie as the main villain in the first one because they've done it twice already. And yeah, I just think that is just so derivative. Like, there's, they can't do that. So maybe Galactus is the one that we're going to see instead in some kind of capacity. And Doom is going to, we're going to get Doom, of course, a really good Doom, hopefully, in a different, way shape form something that we won't, won't expect I, I said it earlier and i'll say it again people way smarter than me will figure out a way to introduce him in a better way maybe into a secret wars or or whatever as you know king doom or whatever they'll do something different but i i just don't think you can just go with the same exact thing again for the third time and be like oh wait this guy victor's with us and we're gonna he's gonna be our yeah. villain at the end you know like just can't do it again well they've got to they've got to make doom a sorcerer that's like that's the thing they've got to give him like the super intelligence but he also has to deal in like black magic um you know because i think what we've done is we've had this this doom that was imbued with the same abilities as the fantastic four in the first you know you know the the two movies mm -hmm. um and it was really ridiculous and then you get this one that's interdimensionally you know been absorbing this power from this other you know dimension and and so you know he looks like you know a plastic bag melted on his face and, <laughs> and, and he 
He's he's wow. basically the spoiled brat of royalty from Latveria um, than he is actually the 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 king of the country. Um, yeah. And and even the first one, we he was he was like he was a corporate he was corporate he he was yeah. royalty, but he was a businessman first. Yeah, we need it. We need a doom that is a monarch. He is into magic, and he is almost smarter than Reed Richards. Uh, Tony, will we get? And this is my one question. Then I'll I'll shut up and let other people talk. <laughs> we get the Doom finger gun uh, from the original run of Doctor Doom because I that's something I want to say. If we don't get that and Doom bots, I'm 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 not I'm not. <laughs> Now remember, there's a chance we might get weird amalgamations where all of a sudden it's Galactus with a, like a little doom inside of him. Where they could get weird with us, we don't know, because it's all on the table after this film, all of it. There's no rules on what they can do, in it. and that's kind of the what? purpose of this. Wasn't there talk about Doom being hinted at in the next Black Panther? I thought I had read that somewhere. I thought Namor was where they were leading. I thought it was Namor. Namor too. Yeah, I thought. Yeah. I mean, I heard Namor. Yeah, but I also thought that there were. Well, there was there was a time where people were thinking that Moon Knight was referencing um, Latveria and yeah, and um, what looked like Von Doom on the boxes yeah. of that that box car. But when mm, you watch the yeah. episode, the the words were completely different. Yeah. Um, I I feel like we're we're we when we get it, we're gonna get it appropriately. Um. Yeah. I think I think whatever happens, and we I think one of the greatest parts about Phase Four is we are seeing the Marvel Studios leaning heavily into the comic book look. Um, I mean, these are as comic booky as you can get when it comes to their costumes. And mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it, Scarlet Witch was a fantastic costume, and to depict her as corrupted with the with the with the 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 costume being like shattered from the heart with these 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 scratches and her like it was it was it was it was it was a perfect illustration of it. Um, and, and if we ever get Charles Xavier in the MCU, if that chair does not come with him, um, I will burn my hat. I'm just <laughs> not that hat, the other hat or the other, other hat, you know, just no, the other, yeah. other I stage. liked her fingertips being black, almost up to the middle because it showed how long she'd be touching the book and going through the book. And it was literally corrupting her physically. Um, mm-hmm. It was and another you saw him on three, Strange too. Um, when they they showed yeah, him being yeah. taken up by Black Bolt as as he yeah. was kneeling down to basically get pummeled. Um, his <laughs> black yeah. I liked that we what got to you, see that. Sorry, go ahead, Brian. What did you guys think about the? I thought it was I thought it was fantastic, but the fight between the two Stranges with like just the ridiculous the music like, notes, and, notes and everything. Oh my like God. That. Like, it was, that was so, 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 so this was something that my brother-in-law even noticed. And my wife was really excited about this too. Um, when we had the first Doctor strange, it was pretty much whips and like magic yeah. swords. Right. Uh-huh. And in this one, you could see that strange has really developed in his magic ability um, from the, from the, the little demon dog thing that came and ate the car yeah. um, that saved the bubble. So the Hydra the that he pulled out. The Hydra, Hydra snake and thing. You saw, him like, you saw him getting fangs as yeah. he was like he was. He like was hissing. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I mean, and you see like like him with the with the hands like using the the javelin of the of the lamppost and to those music notes like he he's he's learning to use everything in yeah. like he's he's using his environment as inspiration to create more magic mm-hmm. and that is something extremely Doctor Strange and not only that but the fact that we are seeing a physical toll on Strange is one of the most important things that I was afraid they weren't going to do in the comics or in the movies that they did in the comics. Dr. Strange in the comics can't eat real food. 
um you know his body is written like he doesn't get a good night's rest like this man yeah. this man is miserable and the only way they could make him more doctor strange from in the comic books is like if there's like this this magic demon in the in the basement of the sanctum santorum that is growing every time he you know does something extremely questionable with we magic. don't know and i have a feeling or, that in doctor strange yeah. 3 we might get something yeah. like or his his phantom pet dog that talks to him like yeah. <laughs> oh wow like Come on, let's let's go for it. We're, we're, we're yeah, all... to, your, to your point, you might get that because we we still do have another. I mean, there was there's two Mordos that are kind of outlying. There's the one from this this well six one six or one nine nine, whatever you want to call it, or the same, which we we really didn't see or hear from her. And he was what like he was the post credit scene, the cliffhanger from the first Doctor Strange. So mm-hmm. I feel like he's gonna be the guy who tries to hold him accountable for everything um if there's a doctor strange three or if there's some other we see him again somehow coming back now they were not going to they were not going to give him a further storyline past this movie but they changed the opening they 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 opted to have wanda being the villain as a surprise um because the original opening for this movie was supposed to be mordo coming to Wanda's house to hunt him, her down. Mm. And she literally just destroys him. Um, because if you see when she drops the illusion, when she's talking to strange, yeah. the house is broken. Mm-hmm. And that was going to be because of the battle between her and Mordo. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Nice. That would have been, I mean, yeah, that, that would have been a really good way if they wanted to. And I, I, I love to tell uh, edgy for, I think he's just like, yeah, He's, he's he's really diverse and and he's got range actor. yeah and, but that would have been a really good way to end his story if they wanted to like like to your point like that would have been a i actually would have liked i mean i i would i'd like i want to see that character progress but that would have been a really surprising but also in a good way where you're like oh this is where it starts is the villain and then all of a sudden he's just like dead <laughs> tying up loose ends uh, uh, yeah i think i also think it was too on the nose to what we had with um uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, when you had Ludlow that was being pulled out in a stretcher at the end of Winter, uh, Winter Soldier, and then Civil taking War, out, yeah. taking he, out he's taking War. out the first opening. So I think they, yeah. I think, I think they've, I think Marvel has realized they don't need to kill all of their villains. Yeah, no, you yeah. can just let them disappear and never see them again and have this credit thing. We need to move into rating this film as well as a pre-review. Uh, we have a short segment where we get a pre- well review of what's coming into theaters this week uh that we'll cut away for for just a minute uh that said michael already gave his rating in the intro but that's okay mm-hmm. we can go back to you so you did say a seven you still feel firmly about a seven i'm gonna go a a seven point um Six, one eight. nine 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 <laughs> uh, i will take credit for that, that yeah i was i was just gonna give you credit too but like tony gave it a little a little boost a little point one nine 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 now what about 12 year old you if 12 year old you got to see this movie what would he i was so excited to hear you um explain at the beginning because 12 year old me would give it a 10.5 because it would have been like this is the coolest thing ever yeah, and like yeah. now somewhat fake mature me which is a lie well that's a lie is like oh i just want to learn this and that and i wanted to you know whatever and and yada 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 so i i 12 year old me would would have been his favorite movie fair that's fair mr marvelite you know um i i i think i i feel like we are so spoiled when it comes to these movies 
we're talking about you know like 12 year old me yes this would have had like a this would have been like a 30 out of 10 mm -hmm. just for the fact of the visuals um the the, the the idea that you know just to have superheroes in one universe let alone going across multiple universes right. like the paint universe um the cartoon universe the stark industries universe if you didn't see it where there's like all the drones flying by like you have all of these these different um these different things and pointing like you were just hoping to have a good movie let alone easter eggs to something bigger and 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 like will we see that will we not see that um, so, so obviously like as a, as a 12 year old, like it, it's astronomical to try to try to rate this thing because it, it's, it's, it's beyond anything that we could have hoped to imagine. I mean, um, Brian and, and Snibbets, you, you both love, um, Superman and Superman was groundbreaking. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, but imagine it doesn't hold a it doesn't hold a candle to the visuals. It's still a great story, but could you imagine if they would have had the story of Superman with, with, with Christopher Reeve? And then had the budget and the 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 development to be able to do more with the character. Like, yeah. like, that movie would have been it, it would have been better than any like they would have stopped know, making uh, movies after that. <laughs> <laughs> but like we peaked, we're done. Yeah. Yeah, D, well, DC kind of did then. Um, but you yeah. have like all these, oh. all these, so we're we're definitely spoiled. So and again, I love this film, and there's so much to glean. And again, like I always say, like when I when people ask me what are my favorite movies, it depends on the day of the week because mm. oh, it could yeah. be how I'm feeling, what I'm into. Um, but I would I would say this movie is a solid uh, solid eight. Um, it's not perfect, um, mm. and that that number can change over time. It could go less, it could go more, but it's always going to be rewatchable. It's always going to be entertaining. It's always going to have something that's going to move move the story forward. Uh, because again, this is not just a movie. This is an installment, and right. uh, it's just like you may not. There might not be your favorite issue of Avengers that you read, but it was important to get through that issue to get to the mm -hmm. to the next one because that next one's going to be a big deal. So yeah, that's my review. All right, all the movie things. I'm gonna do a seven point five. Me, um, I I like I said, like I I really did enjoy it. Um, when I think about it in the lexicon of rest of the MCU films, um, you know, it's definitely not, I still, I still hold like winter soldier up there pretty high, but, um, but it is an important film, you know, it is very, very important. And it was great to see this thing finally come to fruition and see the Sam Raimi ness of it all. And mm -hmm. just see Wanda just like, you know, <laughs> I mean, I would just watch a movie. I mean, basically, it was a movie, just hers, you know, laying scorched earth to everything. But I just watched her just do that for two hours. But um, I do wish we would have got a little more of, of America Chavez. Like, I wanted to see more. Mm. Like, I was really wanting her to get, like, ah, uh, just like, you know, just let let go. And, and I, I realize that she's kind of like learning, trying to like build up that power set. But yeah, I just, I kind of wish I would have. Got it a little sooner and let her kind of have her moment, you know. But would you like? Would you would you say the movie if if you were twelve year old you would it have left you speechless like Black Bolt? <laughs> or were you kind of split like? Uh, yeah. <laughs> right, right. I definitely couldn't watch it all day, though. Either so, yeah. Twelve year old me probably would have gave this, you know, a nine, nine and a half, something like that. So. On that note, uh, I rate this movie a nine. 
Uh, I'm not sure if that says I'm 12 year old Brian or not, but you know, <laughs> I'm kidding. Of course. Uh, I do think it's a nine. I think that because it, because of what it is, it, it it's rated high for me because I enjoy that it's sitting as a, as Marvelite said, an installment in the MCU. I, it's a really good chapter leading to another chapter. That's probably going to be even better. So I like that. He said that I agree with that, but there, there is the aspect that if you were to just sit down and watch this movie, you might have more questions than answers at the end of the film. Like who was that? And what if you'd never seen the, the nineties X-Men cartoon and you heard, did it, you're like, what was that music? Like as much yeah. as that's sad to us, the regular movie goer Marvel's getting less and less, their ability to broadcast to all people is getting harder because mm -hmm. there's a niche now and you have 10, 15 years worth of content to catch up on. And it, I guess maybe not. You could just watch phase four stuff and this would all make some sense, but be like, who's mm -hmm. the bald guy in the yellow chair? Like we're, we're definitely gonna get a joke when we get the fantastic four movie. Um, at some point when we do get it <laughs> oh, yeah. and when we get it that they're going to, at some point, ask some, a question to read. Yeah. I'm not telling you. <laughs> like, yeah. well, not and, and that her. read better already know of that this read d died. Like that, to, yeah. the, what we yeah. know about Reed Richards like, is, you know. He has an aversion to spaghetti. Right. That would be no, fantastic. Like, oh, that yeah. would be perfect. Um, yeah. I like that. Oh, man. My like rubber that. band ball just fell apart. <laughs> right. Right. All no, of but, that was good. But yeah. it's like, it's, did you guys, like with Patrick Stewart, did you guys get the reference to uh, Star Trek with Charles Xavier? Like, I, it was, it was, it was not. It was not uh, a like coincidence over... oh, okay. that when he was talking about, when they were talking about the book of Ashanti, it was set at a waypoint. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I yeah. do love that Xavier, this is the last thing I'm going to say, and then we're going to have to move on because we have a whole other movie to talk about and not a simple movie to talk about. Uh, the, the fact that Xavier trusted strange because he could see into his mind. Mm -hmm. I loved that. That's Xavier. Like, like that was him. Yeah. They embodied that character. I was like, okay, he knows he's not evil because he if can you see it. Escape. Yeah, and I, I love that Mordo's like, what are you doing, dude? What are you? I love that scene. Anyway, that said. I believe we can trust it. Right? Uh, kid me 10 out of 10, a million out of a million, whatever. You know, we all we all kind of know that's already the way. Um, that said, we're going to move into the pre-review with uh, Super Makami Guru, and he's got some movies for us this week. Enjoy. How's, How's it, it going, going Real Study viewers? I'm Sean, and I'm back with this week's pre-review. This week, we'll start off in the theaters with Minions, The Rise of Gru, I'm a sucker for all the Minions movies. I think Despicable Me's all really great. And this movie is going to tackle a very young Gru uh, just joining the villain world and with the desire to be a super villain. But, you know, you got to take on the other villains before you can be the top dog. Like I said, this this is going to be so much fun and I can't wait to watch it. Next, we'll jump into Netflix with Stranger Things Season 4 part two let me tell you i think season four is shaping up to be my favorite season so far i'm really excited for part two you know the the part one had us following all those storylines to just to just the right point and part two is only going to be two episodes with part one being around an hour and a half long and i think uh part two is two and a half hours long which I have no problem with at all. Zero. I like this type of uh, 
method going right here. So, you know, if you got a story to tell and you've got a limited amount of time, hey, let's just make it two episodes and we'll crunch it all down. I, I love this. I cannot wait for season four, part two. I just, I just have my people that cannot get hurt. Please don't let anything happen to Steve. And finally, Hulu brings us The Princess. Let me tell you, you watch the first 30 seconds of this trailer, you're going to think, oh, here's a princess trapped in a castle and, you know, somebody's got to come rescue her. Nobody needs to save this princess. She can handle herself 100%. This <laughs> looks incredible. I don't know if this princess is an assassin or has been just trained with warriors her entire time growing up, but... Somebody thinks they can kidnap her and then take over her father's throne, and I guarantee you that is not going to happen. This looks like a thrill ride, fun start to finish, and I will definitely be glad I have a Hulu subscription to check this one out. Alright, that's all I got this week. Y'all have a great one, and I'll see y'all next time. <laughs> Thank you for taking a look at the pre-review with Super Kami Guru. He does that every week for us with whatever's coming out, and I think the princess... Looks pretty funny. Uh, looks pretty outrageous. I don't know if you guys have seen that preview yet, but um, yeah. But we're back. We're back. And we are moving on. We are going to move on to everything, everywhere, all at once, which is one of the newer A24 films. And this is another multiverse film. We kind of have a theme going on this evening, uh, if you guys haven't figured that out. Uh, this film is film or it's directed by the Daniels. If you have not heard of them, you should go check out Swiss Army Man, and then you'll know more about why this movie works with their weird approach to filmmaking. Uh, also, still stars Michelle uh, Yeoh, even Stephanie. I cannot pronounce these names. I'm going to butcher these names. This is why I give it up to uh, Cell Phone Wallet Keys because he does the promos way better with the names. Um, but then we have uh, Ki Hu Kwan, James Hong. And then Jamie Lee Curtis. Those are the, the main characters. And uh, yeah, so let's, let's go to all the movie things. What was your first impression of everything, everywhere, all at once? Man, I, I still can't stop thinking about this movie. And I saw it uh, like this. We, the theater here in Portland, that one of the bigger IMAX ones had a special IMAX screening for it. And yeah, for three days straight is all I could think about. And I still like, think about it now and then again and i i can't say enough about this movie it's like i loved the hell out of top gun maverick but this everything 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 everywhere all at once is still like my favorite movie so far this year it's just uh super blown away i mean i i, I don't know if i've felt every single emotion in a movie before but i sure as hell did <laughs> this one cried multiple times in this film um just just an incredible film up and down left just every which way i can't really it's i don't like to say a perfect film but it's a damn near perfect movie for me so yeah loved it loved it <laughs> all right all right uh mr marmalade i know we're gonna you know get to stuff you haven't seen yet so i do want your initial impression just kind of what you've thought so far what your anticipation is for the film if you well, you know, coming from coming out of this, like I'll be honest with you, I haven't gotten very far in the film, and I'm it, it's it's um, it's interesting. Like I, Michelle Yeoh, by the by the way, is just amazing. And so, if if it if 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 it were just her 
and you have her and multiverse, it's enough for me. Um, but then um, just kind of even seeing on TikTok some of the, the, the little like snippets <clears throat> about like Jamie Lee Curtis and what they did mm -hmm. for like the different roles. Um, mm -hmm. It's there is no reason why I'm not going to love this film. Um, but again, I'm kind of curious. So like, as, as you all are talking about this, like I'm, I, I'm not afraid of spoilers. So don't, don't worry about that with me. Okay. Uh, but I mean, this, there's a lot of things going for this film just from a percept, uh, perception. Um, I've heard nonstop rave reviews about it. Um, this is an A24 film, which I feel like A24 is like the new, like universal where universal used to like bang out some really quality stuff or like mm -hmm. mgm or like like tristar before it was you know um sony um you had this this idea that you know these these studios wanted to make something good and make something quality and a24 definitely has that feel and so i'm yeah that's just my initial take from it, it it's as generic and as wonky as it possibly can be without watching the film. So, uh, <laughs> pretty good. You did good. You did good, Michael. What was your initial impression of everything, everywhere, all at once? Uh, so yeah, I I loved it. Um, again, it's it's a more of a cerebral film for me. Where again, it, and I I can't I can't believe I'm making this comparison, but I am. Again, for me, like the Spider-Man No Way Home comparisons there. I know a lot, a lot of people say the nostalgia there. For me, it's it's the things that you realize on second and third and fourth watch. You know, again, like I've, I've brought this up a million times. I say the same stories over and over again. But like the fight at the end on Captain America's shield and what that represents and just mm. things like that. I doing research and looking and, and have, after after having watched this movie and, you know, the donut at the end and and, you know, the lines that that become more impactful when you hear them a second time where like maybe it all is is worthless but i'd rather be here with i'll always want to be here with you and and things yeah, like that yeah. like that hit you i'm i, I i'm mm -hmm. i'm crying was crying during that line yeah yeah, <laughs> um, yeah that was yeah that's the kind of stuff that you know that gets me and maybe that is mm -hmm. old man rothman or whatever but um, <laughs> i thought it was great i actually the funny thing is something that brian said i actually I'm the only person in America, I think, that thought Top Gun Maverick was a little overrated. So oh. <laughs> uh, I easily put this above that. I saw it. It just, Funny. I would say it's an eight. It was a great movie. I'd give it an eight, but it's not about that. So whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I just thought it was brilliant on so many different levels. And the way, the, the balancing of, of all the different themes and all the different characters. And I just thought it was really, really well done. Um, and just fantastic movie yeah i i really can't say more than almost everybody has said on this panel it, it i knew i was gonna like it it's an a24 film i already watched this army man which is quickly climbed to one of my favorite movies just because of how odd and uh different and cerebral as michael said because they they think outside uh, of the box they, they film outside the box and yet they're able to do it with, with such simple locales i mean took a, a simple irs tax office and made it this <laughs> multi-universal place where mm -hmm. it always felt a little different no matter where you were and i could always tell you know which evelyn we were with the whole time you could always kind yeah. of get the idea and then of course um jamie lee's character a deirdre uh you could always tell you know which <laughs> one she's fighting because of the you know, the circle yeah. thing in her head and jamie lee uh gets a lot of credit for this film as well. She did such a good job of playing the multi varied characters, just like, just like uh, Michelle did. Uh, and I think she did a good job of playing the villain, which we don't ever really 
do on that level. She's mm-hmm. the final girl or the housewife or something to that effect. Uh, so it was nice to see her aggressive and some physicality. And uh, mm-hmm. the one thing I heard about her specifically was that there's the scene where she's letting her gut hang out and everybody's like, mm-hmm. oh, they put a, they put a suit on her and she's like, no, oh. no, they didn't. Uh-huh. She actually That's asked, her. can I just be me? And they were mm-hmm. like, please do. And it adds this like authenticity to the character where she just, yeah, act lady behind the just counter. Let, let herself go. Right. So yeah, that's something about the Daniels that I think really brings an element to all of their films that they want that rawness, even if they're dealing with existential and outside us. Uh, mm-hmm. I absolutely love uh, this film. Um, everybody told me what it was going to be like. Everybody told me it was great, and it didn't matter. It still was all those things, and I still cried, mm-hmm. even though everybody said it would make me cry. So it, even with Mr. Marvelite, I think you're going to have these reactions because the movie's message is too powerful. Yeah, I, I think I've cried at movies that you said you've cried at too. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's like, social, like I, don't, I don't know the, the, the specifics, but I think as a dad, I just cry more to films than I ever did. I agree uh, with that. Before. I can agree yeah. with that. And I think being a parent, this film has an impact on you because about being a parent to some degree. Um, but yeah, so yeah, my initial impression was spot on. This is amazing. I'm going to watch this again. Can't wait to want, you know, have my wife watch it. Uh, and I, I really, more than anything, I can't wait to see what else the Daniels have to offer us because yeah, if this is their sophomore, I mean, I think they have other films in this, but this is their big, you know, right. their next big hurrah. They, they're, give them some money. Let them go. Let them go make stories because... <laughs> And I, I don't think it's a coincidence that, and this is, again, we talk about behind the scenes stuff, that the Russos are part of the producing team here and a very similar path, yeah. right? Like I think of yeah. John, I mean, again, when I go to Marvel, right? I think of John Watts, I think of the Russos, these produce, these directing um, talents that kind of come out of nowhere and all of a sudden they're like incredible two, three, four movies in. So mm-hmm. that tie doesn't seem like coincidental to me. Well, the, the Russos have been involved in so many wonderful community, uh, Rick and Morty. They're actually, they're the multi-universal people almost. It's, they're, they've, they've, they attach themselves to writers that like to deal in that. And I think that's pretty. Um, this movie unpacks a lot of very difficult topics as well, because it does deal in things like divorce. It does deal dealing in your own stuff, your own shit so much that you about your children and your, your loved ones. Uh, but also in possibility, I think that, mm. or even fate, I mean, there's so many things, there's so many levels, because when you think about Evelyn and, and Wayland in the universe where they never had a daughter and they still find their way back to each other, still find that love, that connection. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's almost like you make your own fate, but fate guides you. Fate, it's I think it, it really goes to that level, at least for me. What do you, what do you guys? If we're comparing, so as you were talking, I was thinking about a comparison to Doctor Strange, right? So if we're comparing it, mm-hmm. obviously that's the two movies we're talking about, right? This might be a stretch, but I think of, you know, the character of Joy. Um, I loved one, Stephanie Sue played her at mm-hmm. Fantastic. I loved the... Wait, what? All right, so what's what is she called in the movie again? Uh, I don't want to get this wrong because I, I love that name. Is it um, the, the 
What she become? I'm trying to what get it to it quickly again? here. Um, it's a great name too. I'm trying to look it up. Uh, God, but the 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 fluctuation back from uh, oh Jobu uh, Jobu Tupaki. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, the fluctuation between Jobu and Joy, I thought was really great. Where like just unaware of it, and if, again I, I've said this before too. Like, and I think Marvelite said this too. Like knowing the backstory, which makes it you know. How, how long that Wanda had the dark hold and, and how corrupted she had mm -hmm. become. I would have loved to have seen a little bit of that conflict in the middle where, it, you know, we saw it at the end with, with Wanda. Um, I would have loved to see the progression. And I think, I think I'm pretty sure it was Marvel that said this too. It would have been amazing to see the, the villain that personifies the dark hold and Marvelite's going to step in here in a second and, and answer it. So I, I have no, I don't have to even look it up, but him kind of doing the Wanda, like whispering in her ear, right. Corrupting her. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I thought, I thought joy did that so well, where that character, you kind of see them. I don't know if it's a conflict, but she just doesn't know what's going on when she goes back to joy. She's like, I, I, what, what, what's going on? Mom, what's what the deal? Like, and they're like, kind of, you can just see like the, the, the disconnect there. Mm-hmm. And the nerd name you were looking for was Cathan. Like Cathan. Yes. <laughs> I thought that, like, I, I think you've said this before, so I, I'm never going to yeah. steal someone's idea. I would have, mm -hmm. that would have been a two second add in that would have given it an extra point in the movie for me, where like Cathan's in her ear doing the little like thing and he's like, mm -hmm. go kill them. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, All right, yeah, yeah they're, you're going to die. <laughs> you know, or before the, before she says to Reed Richards, because that's the one that like sticks out to me. That's such a weird thing where she's like, well, I'm going to murder you. <laughs> <laughs> murder you and your kids are going to have one parent left i would have liked to have seen like she wasn't reasonable like, anymore yeah the thon in her ear or something <laughs> her, and like then she's like just completely ruthless i think that would have made it a little bit better that character a little better for me yeah fair yeah. fair uh what do you guys think of raccoonie <laughs> i love that i mean i love just every ridiculous thing that they were not afraid to go to i mean the rock universe Okay, that was scene. just so like. I mean, how? That's just like well, storytelling and filmmaking right there. In my in my opinion, like you're gonna tell this really great, touching moment in the most ridiculous scenario possible, and you're not gonna have. And it's two rocks with a googly. And I still <laughs> cried during and the rocks. So scene. amazing! It's so good. I mean, and the the thing is too, like, what's so great, like as far as like a theater experience, this is like. This blew me away. So it's dead silent in the theater too. And everyone, like what a like connection moment for everyone. Like we're reading it all the same time. Everyone laughs at the same moments. Like it's, it's exact. It's, it was just, it was just one of those theater moments that I will always remember where it's just like, everyone's so locked into this movie and we're reading, you know, their dialogue and like feeling all these moments at the exact same time ex at the exact moments that the filmmakers intended for for us to do it like just incredible i love it but how do you get to putting two rocks on screen invoking such a not it's not even wickedly far into the film it's maybe yeah. at the halfway point so we've already established these characters so well by yeah. the time we get to the rocks the that mm -hmm. that we're like oh i've already you and, know yeah and we've already established how ridiculous things can get that we're like we're not done yet. I haven't even watched this movie completely yet, but I, yeah. I um, to like, let's face it. We, we were invested in rubber. Um, 
the sentient upper. murderous tire that went around this <laughs> right. hotel. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's exactly. not a far stretch that we would accept rocks. And, well, and they have again, eyes. They do have no eyes. experience. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, yeah. that's... They have googly eyes. They're googly eyes. They have no expression, but... Yeah. Michael, well, we, we haven't even talked about James Hong and his, his mm-hmm. performance here, obviously. Like, talk about, I mean, an iconic I mean, actor. Icon, like, no, totally. Finally getting his Walk of Fame star. Like, jeez. But so his, his relationship with, um, you know, Michelle Yeoh's character, um, obviously that, again, it's just the things that are relatable where, where mm-hmm. they get, you know, you, you, they get you, whether you've had that experience or not, um, you just kind of have, it just brings out the heartstrings, you know, that kind of a thing. Like the moments, like, again, and I don't have a sibling like this, but for some reason, what always gets me when there's kind of like a, and this has nothing to do with this movie, but like um, a, a kind of a coming out story uh, in any kind of show or movies. And there's one, I think, um, was the show is the MMA show uh, where one brother comes out to the other brother about being gay. And like it, it the, the brother sets back to him and says, uh, well, obviously it doesn't mean anything to me, but I just apologize for the fact that you didn't think you could come to me earlier because he like a while to like tell him and and his progression his life and his whatever and that always gets me when like someone says that to them it's like not only am i okay with it but it's like oh i'm sorry that i i feel bad that you didn't you could you didn't feel like you could you know tell me or feel comfortable i what did i you know that kind of a thing the ending with like the with the father where he kind of goes from one side to the you know the obviously the different we call them variants what what, i don't know what we're calling them but the variant changes at the end i just and again like I don't have that kind of, but it just it gets you because it's so relatable and you just, it brings your, like, I don't know, it brings the heartstrings out where you're like, you just kind of, I don't know if you just kind of, you're, you want to see it, you really want to see it and like the, the different changings of, of, of James's character. So yeah, yeah, it just, it hits on all cylinders with that. I think that was very well said. Uh, did yeah. you guys know that Randy Newman was the voice of, of Raccoony? Sorry, I didn't random, but uh, I was kind of thrown <laughs> by that. That was a fact. Um, this is something that Ki He Q Kwan has not been in film uh, per se much yeah. uh, before this, other than what as we know, Indiana Jones as well as Goonies. Um, but not missing a step, like wow! Uh, I, I was very impressed by how much I understood and even kind of related to his character because he. Oh my God, he's he's so positive and just trying to have a good outlook on life and everybody around him is so negative. And it's not that I'm that way, but just I can be, I can, I can sense that sometimes I can try to be positive Mm -hmm. when the rest of the world seems to be wanting to be negative. And I kind of understood him uh, to that degree. I think that it it was just nice to see him back and doing something where I enjoyed just, Mm -hmm. it was, it was bittersweet um, that it took so long. Yeah. Yeah. And not every viewer is going to get this. But what also gets me and also relatable to me, and again, I guess that's art, right? It affects yeah. people differently, is the fact that we are in a different different era where there's more opportunity, right? And there's more <clears throat> there's more stories being told. But someone like that who in the past probably has been pigeonholed because of the Goonies and because of Indiana oh, Jones. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, and yeah. now it's oh. getting this. And again, like you said, without missing a beat, it's really that hit me too, where I know mm-hmm. his, I mean, again, younger people who, have, you know, like haven't seen it that, that see this won't know who yeah. this yeah. is. But I, I think that gets me too, where it's like, mm-hmm. it's not, there's not a reason why someone was pigeon. Like someone can be, there's, you know, there's people that are young that, that grow out of it that, you know, don't, you know, the talent doesn't transcend as they get older or they have into, bad film after bad film, even if it's not their fault. Yeah. And so, but this obviously isn't the case and it's, it's nice to see things open up for actors like this and they can step out of the roles that they're known for or whatever, you know, like someone that doesn't have, hasn't aged well, like, you know, Ross from friends, <laughs> he's never gonna, he can never get, he'll get out of that, that, that stereotype. You bring him up. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but, <laughs> But I, I think that's the thing where like some people that are supposed to, you know, not supposed to, but they don't, you know, mature into these roles as they get older. And there's ones that that really do. I mean, look, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, like, mm-hmm. I mean, he was a child star. You know, uh, there's people that do really well as they get older and they change their style and their whatever. And I think the same thing here. And I think he was 100 percent probably pigeonholed because of stereotypes, but also because of being a child star and like so many other things. It is just that really hit me seeing him, and I, I yeah. it took me a minute to realize, and then I looked up, I was like, "Oh my god!" It's and I was like, just so yeah. happy to see that on screen and him be just, just like stand out. Yeah, no, totally, and like such an important role. Like for me, anyway. Like I felt like he is kind of like he's kind of the thread, or like uh, like a big heart of the film. Like his each version of him. You know, even as like alpha version, still maintain like this like heart throughout. Like every version still had like this really, you know, he just like had this positive outlook and just and oh man, that's that scene like so gets me. What's like I can't remember what it's where they're in the alleyway in the street and then they're both you know dressed up. He's like in a tux and she's you know it's like some premiere of hers and yeah like that line, I can't remember the line now, but like that, he just delivers this very, I think you mentioned it, Michael, already, like that it was um, just this incredible line that kind of like encompasses everything that that character is feeling in all the universes in a way, you know, and so like he's yeah, to, to see him, also to see him kick ass too was was fun, um, just have a blast with that role, I loved watching yeah, and I think, and with a fanny pack yeah, with yeah, using a deadly fanny pack. Yeah, yeah, and, and and to your point too, it's it really is was like this added thing, this added layer of emotion to see him back, you know, doing doing something incredible, and and hopefully, you know, the hope is is like I've seen a lot of interviews with him too, and just how emotional, how important this film was for him or is for him, and hopefully we're gonna see more from him because of this. So I hope so. I really do hope yeah. so. Um, I, I would like to see, and what's nice about A24 is that you will see a lot of people kind of between these films because they like people, much like most yeah. studios do. And Jenny Slate is, of course, in this film, and she's got her film yeah. dropping this weekend. Um, everything, or not everything, ever at all. What's, I'm sorry, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On will be dropping. And so, of course, she was already working on yeah. that and probably would say, hey, you want to come over? you know, as the white chick with the dog in this movie. And she's like, hell yeah, I'll do that. 
Uh, and she's only in it a little, but she brings an element that I think is fun <laughs> yeah, and ridiculous. So funny. Uh, and she is hilarious and more talented than I think uh, she's been giving given credit for. Um, I think everybody involved in this film across the board uh, is exceptionally talented. That's why it works. Good story, well written, well directed, uh, good cinematography, uh, just fun, fun. Like you said, all the movie things, fun, funny, sad. Pressing everything, everything. Yeah. it's it's the title the title encompasses yeah, no, it you know it, <laughs> right yeah it really yeah. does exactly um, yeah and the, you know what this is there's a unique structure to the three the three acts in the film because everything then everywhere and then all at once but all at once is the mm -hmm. little kind of like cap on the end which is odd because that's not a typical three act structure and i liked the way they broke it down we got to just see her world and then how it breaks and the multi travel. And then we get the fun and ending. That's, mm -hmm. that's just me. It, it feels like it fits though. As you only, I only realized this as you were saying it too, where again, it's such a silly, quirky, it's emotional, but it's also got the silly, quirky, like try anything, whatever. Yeah. So almost like I can almost see like the, the feeling they were going for was, a very long first act, very long second act, and but everything is almost encompassed in it, right? And then mm -hmm. you got the audience, and they're like, "My reaction when I saw third act was like, wait, how how much longer is this movie? Like, is it another hour?" And I guarantee you, like, or not guarantee you, but take that back. Um, my thought is that they were probably going for a little like quirky kind of thing where people are like, "Wait, is there another hour of this movie?" And then suddenly it was like ten minutes later. And but they over. did that like, to you before. So in the in, there's a spot in the movie where all of a sudden you're like. Is the movie over? And it's not, but they do a really yeah. good job of making you think <laughs> it is for just a moment. And so then the end kind of, sub they subverted that expectation and flipped it. Um, and again, that's just that's hella good storytelling. Take your own rules and twist them. Clever to do. Especially in technically a fairly, not two hour film, not that short. They didn't have, you know, three hours to get this all in, but. That's that's just. Um, you guys have a fav favorite universe? Hot fingers. Hot dog fingers <laughs> is such. I mean, a it was pretty sweet, like because of their relationship, though. You know, like that there were still some really sweet moments when, yeah. and even like the ridiculous hot dog finger universe. I mean, well, you gotta do everything with their feet. <laughs> It, and they yeah. and they got really good at it, and they looked at that as yeah. a positive. Yeah, um, no, I love that Deirdre and Evelyn were were lovers. Yeah. in this yeah, yeah, in this yeah. alternate mm -hmm. hot dog universe. But why did everyone want to eat each other's fingers? What was that? Oh, gross. <laughs> what was and that? When they bit down, did something come out of it, or is that just me? I like swore seeing... it was like jelly oh, or so like. Gross. Is that their blood, or only the fingers do that? Like it had. I yeah. had so many more questions, and that oh, I'll never yeah. get answers to. Um, cheddar filled but brian's right it was one of the same <laughs> i just saw marley's comment it was also one of the sweetest it really was because it fits that like that climax where she just um decides to no matter what her thought is or her mindset is she wants to give everyone you know that bit of not a pun intended like joy but like and again, yeah. she just like succumbs to being like, yeah, we're, we are in love, her and Deidre. And like, and so it really was one of the, the sweeter storylines. Yeah, it's also like, so yeah I know. Like, but that's such a great thing that they do. Like they put this like 
let's juxtapose these two like this most wackiest thing we can but then also like let's give it as much heart as possible right and it's just like and they did it multiple times and this i mean uh, god it's just like i mean her so award hard. i mean do we need to talk about her award uh you know uh what what's her deidre's award that she that it's also a candle that you can purchase on a24's website now yeah yeah so. You're talking about the 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 plug the, the plug the of rear natures, like, yes, yes, like yeah, the phallic shaped. So Marvelite, you didn't get to this point, but in order to jump from universe to universe, you have oh, to yeah. do something exceptionally <laughs> improbable or unlikely, Just random, like yeah. really random. More random, the better, and then you'll have a better connection yeah. to the next universe or your other self. And so there's a moment where there's a toy of sorts for people who like backdoor work. And but it's actually an award that Deidre right, gave. but she's back for work. <laughs> Carpenter over here, like yeah, so it's yeah. you know, but it's yeah, but it's an award the tax people get for screwing people enough, you know. But anyway, so <laughs> right, some of the yeah. guys in order to switch universes keep trying to yeah. impale themselves on this thing, and yeah, so they can get more, power so they can get more power uh, to fight better. And once it's yeah, lodged in there, they're able to fight better until it's, it's dislodged. Like it's so funny. It's but in this scene, like the one guy's got his shirt on, but his mm -hmm. pants are off. And it's still yeah. watching, still fighting, and still doing stuff. So, you, and they haven't yeah. blurred out, but it's still there. And I yeah. actually think I just, I think I blacked it out until you guys started talking about the scene. That's the and color yeah, of it, yeah. by the way. And I was like, wait, is this, was that this movie? I thought it was like a movie from like a year ago. I don't know. <laughs> Kung no, Pow. You would have thought it would have been totally in Kung like, Pow or something, yeah. but no, it's in this just movie. Insanity. Okay, so don't watch this with my seven year old. You're saying no, no. this is an adults only film, no doubt. Okay, yeah. so what about the, on the flip side? Because I like the ridiculous. I loved that oh, yeah. Wayland was so positive that he was like, why don't you learn to fight the way I do? And then she fought people with a positive spin, giving them what they needed most in life. I thought that that was so brilliant. And that mm -hmm. scene was even more ridiculous than, than, than the, I want to say those words. I don't want to get this, this band, but the, uh, the phallic toy scene, uh, this scene, yeah. I think was even more ridiculous, but more touching. Not a pun. Yeah. The back, the back door work. <laughs> <laughs> yep i like to take credit for this conversation by the way this... you get the credit you get the credit um everything everywhere even there all at once yeah, exactly at once, even there all everywhere at once. they don't mess around it's everywhere yeah i mean doesn't she spit in somebody's uh, no not spit on somebody's face hard it wasn't good and i don't know like it, they try to get yeah, weird, there, but there was, weird enough. yeah there was like a there was a moment where she was trying all these different things and she couldn't get there because it wasn't enough you know for it to like lock and like I, i'm I think, breathing in his face <laughs> you know yeah, like it, yeah that, that's the funny thing too is like you they're trying to do all these like wacky things that connect and it would which is such a crazy concept you know it's like you have to like in order to like break that plane, your plane of existence to connect, you have to do something that you would never do, you know, which I just love that whole idea of like, I'm just like, for I, me, that would be like making DC content. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah no, you'd and, be transferred. <laughs> but in, in a way, it's almost like it made me think of the MCU's way of like how the multiverse gets connected, you know, with like Nexus events or whatnot, or like different, like, well, with like Loki. A Loki had to do something, you know, that was that would break the the timeline or whatnot. And in a way, that's kind of what they're doing with this. Is like they had to do something totally off the wall to like connect to their multiverse 
So backdoor work to make their own branch in the timeline. Exactly. <laughs> I also think for those like, guys. Overall, I think the fact that it's so different and in, like, you know, from different scenes to like the different how unique and whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I think we never really I think it's starting to open up more with like streaming platforms and mm-hmm. more opportunity to, to do more things. But like it, it yeah, it, it's we realize how often we don't see movies that are outside the box when trying mm. things. I mean, there is, yeah. but like I, it, when we were talking, I was thinking about like, I was watching a movie the other day that had the, it was one of very few, the unreliable narrator where like, and it was a bad movie too, but I, I would love to see a good movie like that where you kind of trust the person who's narrating the whole movie at the end. You realize he's the villain. Like it was completely, mm. it was like a completely 180 where the entire time you think he's the good guy. And then that the last 20 minutes, you find out like, no, he's been lying the entire time. Oh, wow. And the whole movie's a lie. And I was like, I was like, wow, what a good concept. I can't believe I haven't seen like 10 copies of this or like right. Mulholland Drive back in the day, which was like one of the craziest movies like I ever saw. Like, and it just, it just goes to show like, that's why these movies stick out when they're done well, because yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you come to the, the usual, you know, archetype of what, what they are. And then it yeah. kind of wakes you up to being like, try some different things out every now yeah well that just goes to like the old adage of like you know know all the rules before you break them so you can break them well you know and and you get something like this yeah oh i like that um i think they restocked all these things at a24 just in case you're a fan and you want eyes or hot dog fingers or oh yeah other devices do it they did sell out. Yeah. yeah, but they 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 don't normally do this, but they actually did a reissuing because they were yeah. so popular. Um, and that's mm-hmm. actually something they totally tend to avoid. I'm trying. I got to the think. tax the tax form book yes. from the <laughs> from the all access. That's yeah. awesome, and it's it's actually um, weirdly accurate to taxes um it's actually yeah. a history it's of taxes too, it really goes to the taxes yeah, more like, than i thought it like, was going to like the who's who of tax evaders like in real people <laughs> like really blew my mind what was in this they book. have a they um, have a multiverse book too yeah that you can get that's all about the the daniels i think wrote it they did or like and um it's just like they go off on like different like the actual like concepts of, of the multiverse from a scientific perspective not just their film but yeah that's just pretty great weird stuff yeah well it was it was the, the, cool. the concept was in the 60s right it was where like it's first i think it was something like that to look at the book but now what did you think of every time evelyn needed to get a little better she'd learn like finger foo was that too far you know she'd you know Learn to kill people with her pinky. Was that too much for you? Oh. <laughs> no, I thought that was great. I thought there it was is... unique. Yeah. You thought it was unique? Well, I thought the way they delivered it was good. I mean, again, it's something, it's, mm-hmm. it's again, it's something that that's one that's going to be, you got to be really good at your craft if you're going to be different and unique. Like that could have mm-hmm. gone completely wrong. Um, I think that the, the whole, like the muscle on the pinky and like, it was done really, really yeah. well. Um, I, you know, but what does she do? She breaks a wall open with her pinky or whatever, or does something that I, I it could have gone horribly wrong. But, um, if you're confident and you know what you're doing and, and you're 
a seasoned director or at least have mm-hmm. the confidence of one because obviously they're it's their sophomore effort. But I think, um, yeah, that's the thing I could see going either way. But the, in this movie, I think it was well, well done. Yeah. There are movies I, where it's like Kung Pao, where the, you know, this this movie took elements from Kung Pao and made them serious, which is really bizarre, but they did a good job by putting enough of a serious worked. Mm-hmm. I think if you had done all of the stuff with, like, it, had they done it in a, a different way, it would have been a horror film because it would have been too gritty and too gross. Grossness in this was more slapstick, which kind of added to you were going to say, Mr. Marvelite. No, I just, it's, it's so funny being like an outsider in this conversation, like hearing you guys talk, like, w- like when you said finger foo, like my first, my, my first thought went back to the back door work. So it's like, <laughs> like, like, like it doesn't like, it's it, like, I, it makes me more excited. Like as, as someone like, I know that you guys are excited about it and that you're, you're, you're talking about this and that there are these little intricacies that like you want to have more. I'm looking forward to having this discussion offline with you guys once I finish watching the film. Oh man. Um, yeah. But it's like, it's, it's, I think that's one of the things that I, I, I feel with this film, people who did not see it or had not seen it yet. Like there was not much to give away that, that people were doing in their reviews of it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they 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 talked about how this person did this great job, this person did that great job. Um, there are these elements that they liked, but I, I've not really gotten a lot of spoilers. And even sitting here talking to you guys and, and and hearing you guys talk about it, and and hopefully you're not holding back. It's still everything you're talking about still doesn't give anything away to what this film. <laughs> That's the thing, yeah, because it could happen at any moment in the like, film. Like, yeah, I think that was the all thing, this like, stuff the, is crazy. Like when you mentioned like kung or like uh, it's it, it's for me it's like kung fu hustle. You you had this mm, like yeah, it was yeah, coming, yeah. that yeah, movie was good. everywhere. Like yeah. it was there was you could easily you know go to the bathroom and come back and have no idea what what you were watching. Yeah, because there was just so many different little intricate things that even now I go back and I'm like oh, I, I I miss that part. Um, so it's, 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 it's just nice to know that, you know, as complex as this film is, it gives it this, it's almost as if it gives it its, it, its own, what am I, what am I trying to say? Like language to it. Yeah. Where yeah. you guys talk about it, it gives nothing away. This conversation is give nothing away, but Marley is loving it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Marley does love this He's getting that candle. Like the connection that's made and I'm sitting there going, I'm still trying to piece like things together. Like I'm like, like, like rocks with googly eyes. And the only thing I know of is the googly eyes on the the laundry bags, like yeah. like, or the thing, like oh, no yeah. more googly eyes. So, oh, yeah, 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 so, yeah. So, yeah. So like like it, that's the only connection I've made out of anything that I've watched Funny. so far. So. It also feels like it's done purposely too. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't, I, it feels like it's it's intent is to. I don't. That's again. That's way above my pay grade. But like coming up with these things that you can talk about that aren't spoilers that don't ruin it, but are also relatable. And we, I talked about it earlier. I'm probably going to get attacked for it. But like one of the reasons I didn't love, love, love Top Gun Maverick was like things like, I'm, I think we can say a spoiler for that. It's been out for whatever. But like the ending. I, I haven't seen it. There's an ending scene. I won't say it. There's an ending scene that if, if I describe it to you, one is pretty cheesy. Two also spoils the movie, if you say what's happening, fully spoils the movie. And I just, when I saw it, I was like, eh, come on. Like the la- like the, the closing scene or whatever is just kind of like, 
all right. But like that, again, it's, it's another one of those things. It's a mark of like a movie that's amazing or a mark of a movie that's really good. And again, I love, I, I thought Top Gun Mac was great. I thought the action was great. I give it like an eight, but um, it didn't have the same emotional tie that like something like this had. Fair. Uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad I didn't say, say that what the scene was because it would have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I'm big on saying what I haven't seen for people, and and I usually you would have seen me throw the headset and run, so it would fine. Uh, I mean, dude, if only we could have gotten you to drive in theater. Like that would be the best way to do. They're this two hours from here. Otherwise, if you're talking about a whole day trip to see one movie. They never okay, show so more. They don't show double features at my drive-in up, up by where Brian's yeah. at. Um, I think yeah. it's in. You know where Newburgh. it is. Yeah, Newburgh. So that it's like right down the road for you, but it's multiple hours for me. So yeah. Um, so I, I saw Jurassic World Dominion on, on a drive-in theater. It was probably one of the oh, best sweet. experiences as a family. Oh that's um, awesome. I love it. Yeah. So, so that's the thing. Uh so that is good news. Uh so the uh the world did announce, or at least our country did announce that there will be uh vaccinations for kids that are my kids' age. So I will be able to be vaccinated, vaccinated and course already vaccinated uh we'll be able to get back out there in the world and i will be going to the theater again so i will be in the know again finally so yes yeah, sans theater is a sad snitsbits indeed right that was that's a that's a tongue twister it really was <laughs> so we are down to five minutes um i guess we technically started a couple minutes late but we, you know we got about five minutes so why don't we give our ratings for this film uh and then we can wrap it up and we can raid somebody and I find out who's um, all the movie things. What was your rating? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, I mean, damn. <laughs> it's, it's got, like I said, it's, I don't like perfect. It's so damn perfect though. But <laughs> um, I'll give it a nine. It's a 9.9, 9, 9, 9, 9, 9. With, yeah, repeating. Nine, nine, nine. But remember, lots of backdoor work. So. Yes. Yeah, that that's what pushes it over the edge there. So it's, have you guys seen the seen those rating the the rating like trend that's going on like on TikTok? Yeah, it was uh, a five. Now it's a seven because of X. Yeah, or it was a ten. Now it's a seven because of X. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Cute. <laughs> it's being done too much, so I'm not going to touch it. Me. But anyway. Uh, so. See, he can say it in there, and it obviously let yeah. it through. So I'm going to let that through. <laughs> Michael, uh, go ahead. What is your your rate? Oh, and all the movie things. Would your kid self have watched this? And if so, I think I think my 12 year old self would have would have liked this. Yeah, probably wouldn't have liked it as much as adult me. So but... like a nine rather than nine nine nine. Yeah, nine. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Michael, go nine. ahead. I'll give it a nine point six one six for adult me. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta. I gotta I... Gotta give the balance. Gotta give the balance. Um, yes. <laughs> um, and yep. then Kidby would give it like a three. He would have hated it. Oh, uh, buddy. Yeah. He just would. He just wouldn't have like gotten like the 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 sense of humor and the dry humor. And he would have oh. been like, he was more of a Robin Hood. Uh, Robin Hood men in tights. Yeah. Yeah. Where men? Not Robin Hood. Sharon Egerton. I do like that. Ooh. Or uh, what was the one? Wasn't there one with um, Russell Crowe too? Or no? Yes, but oh. that's at least oh, Ridley yeah. Scott. Uh, bare minimum. The Taron Egerton one is uh, that's 
I, we don't need to talk about it. We've already did a whole show on it. Yeah. We don't need it. We don't need to talk about it further. Um, I missed that show, but I will say I did too. I actually but... like that film more than I think you guys did. So. You probably wouldn't have wanted to be here because we trashed it really, really hard. <laughs> like we were not kind to that film. Um, so that said, uh, for myself, Juan did that 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 one. Right. Was it was it repo level trashing? Let me just ask that. Ooh. No, we trashed it harder than repo. Repo had some redeeming oh, qualities. Wow. Like the only yeah. thing we said about Robin Hood that was that good was, was it watch. had a good production value. Ugh. That's all we could say. A bunch of stars in production value, but it just fell apart. You had a carriage of horses repo, ram through a gate. Like I don't, I don't know. Anyway, Michael, have you seen Repo? Repo, Not the genetic with... opera. The genetic opera. No. <laughs> You're not missing anything. Yeah, man. Except for, I have seen. Obviously, oh, I have seen. Okay. Um. You ever you ever see you ever see people that have been like on LSD later on or like early on in life and they like they're messed up ever since. That's, like, <laughs> that's, that's the that's the movie okay. version of that. Kind of yeah. like that. I have yeah. seen the original. Um. What's the movie they made a, a with James, they made a satire of it with James not a satire but the James Franco. Um. What's the original movie? That's the room. Like the worst movie. The, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Oh, I have yeah. seen that movie. That one's great. Room. It's so great. Yeah. So we've had one other person on the show that's now seen that movie besides Brian. God, I, I mean, it's, I want to go watch it tomorrow where it's like, hey, doggy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it. I didn't hit her. So I didn't. Good. Yeah. Like, have you seen it in the theater? With other people, we're like, I, I have yeah. not. I heard oh it's amazing. Like, like you, you ch- yeah. yeah, and you like chant every time they do the, like the show, the ridiculous, you know, establishing shots like of like the bridge for no reason. Everyone's like, everyone chants the theater, go, 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 go. It's just so. Oh my god, just ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Oh boy. Okay, that's but a long discussion on this show. The room. It's so. Um, awesome. That said, for myself, everything everywhere all at once is a ten, mostly because it made me weep. And I'm talking like yeah. like a weepathon, uh, so yeah. that usually will elevate a movie to the point where I want to watch it again and love it and wife weep with me. Uh, so ten out of ten, uh, kid me would have loved it just because I loved all the mind bender stuff. Um, so I, even if I hadn't gotten it, I've been like, I get it, I get it. You know, probably would have like I got it uh, because you do that when you're young, um, or at least some of us do. That said, uh, Mr. Marvel, what's what's your rating of it so what far? What do you think you will rate it? <laughs> my my thoughts on this film is it's everything, everywhere, all at once. That's true. Well That's true. Well I, was, yeah. I was like, yo, with backdoor work. Great. Yeah. <laughs> backdoor yep. work. I didn't mean to say it that way, but it will live in infamy. <laughs> uh, it will. That's okay. That's I will okay. tell you. I will just say this: if this movie is not everywhere, any uh, is everything everywhere all at once. I'm gonna be disappointed. Right. It's kind of like it sounds, it sounds like I won't be though. Kind of like when oh, jo- yeah. Jordan Peele's Nope comes out. If I don't say Nope when watching that movie, I'm going yeah. to be disappointed. I have to. Okay. I have to want to say that. I have to be inclined to say. It. So is it is it is it is it is, is it Daniel Yo or what's it what's his name that played Glenn on um on Walking Dead? Um. Oh. Um. Hang it. Uh, Stephen Yoon. Steven, Stephen Yoon. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so seeing him in that cowboy outfit, that, that already that already had the note for me. <laughs> nope, I can't handle that, that cowboy outfit. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, yeah. We don't know what movies we'll be doing next week because um, we haven't talked about it yet. But you guys 
announcement on our Discord. If you're not following uh, Mr. Marvelite, all the movie things, or myself, Mr. Snippets, or our missing co-host tonight, Black Girl Marvel, please follow us all on all social networks, as well as Superhero Talk. He's got some great TikTok content and comic-related content. Nerd Initiative. And Nerd Initiative. Oh, yeah. No, it's good. It's good. Uh, as follow Nerd Initiative. Yeah, and follow Nerd Initiative on all platforms um, and even some other upcoming things that you guys can if you, if you love like c plus level content follow superhero talk for for good stuff follow nerd initiative he's got five times the followers <laughs> as me i, I wait, think wait, that wait. that says something about his yeah. content wait, michael are you you're, you're doing computer programming c plus plus yeah css you know, <laughs> <stuff like> that, <laughs> yeah. no listen like listen oh, and i'm also i'm also gonna put this plug in just because if you're not also michael is not just with nerd initiative he's not just superhero talk but also short boxed if you yeah. anything about like comic books. And I will tell you right now, his videos this week have put me through so much anxiety because he's been breaking the, 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 Oh the, man, I know <laughs> rated comic books so he can get things signed. It is, it is extremely, but extremely satisfying at the same time. And he's right. touching them. Oh. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> open the pages. I, I will say the, the thing also is that's really bad is, I have caught the bug of wanting to like get that. So I also got on like whatnot. So I'm like buying like like raw, like mm. cheaper raw books because I want to actually want to now. I just love diving into them now. And so there's like some some books that I've had for a while that I'm like, do I crack the slab? And like I'm really thinking about it. Is your is your secret war still slabbed? Mine? Yes. Uh yes. They sell them in 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 in. You don't, I know. You know. You can just go get the old books. You don't <laughs> have to go crack like, them. Look at a trade paperback. Yeah. Right. I also like I'm with guy who loves. So I love seeing. I also don't mind if they've had like writing on them or what, like what, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like I love the history of it and also like the smell of the old paper and like the you know I, yeah. I just think it's just a cool experience and so like. This could be bad. It's Can I tell you one of the things that I miss the most about older comics, like just the ones I had, were those little catalogs inside the page where it was yeah. like you could you could buy like the the spy device or like I loved those. Like I I can't tell you how many times I was saving up for things and <laughs> the catalog. Oh and man, it was just like it was just the coolest thing. Like the stuff that they would sell. I it's like pure nostalgia. I was going through, and then, uh, then I'll, I'll shut up again, but I was going through like either an 80s or 90s book. I forgot what it was. I think it was like early 90s. And it's like missed opportunities. They used to have the listings of the books they had at the local comic shops, like the ones that were advertising in the books, the back of them and inside. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, you know, Secret Wars, $1.25. And they're like all these different books that they oh, had. Yep. And it's just like, it's inferior, but they're like, oh, Spider Man 129 or whatever. They're like, oh, $25 first Punisher. Like, I'm, <laughs> at least I'm like, oh, oh, my, oh, my Lord. Oh, man. Oh, it gets spending, like, man. It gets wild, too. Uh, and nowadays, with all the speculation, you get people like, oh, th well, this is first appearance of this character. Let me pick up 20 copies of that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that's good luck. You got to flip that book right away or you're not going to make mm -hmm. your money back. So it's, it's pretty oh, interesting. But but I will tell you, if you, and this is just like for the audience or whatever, if you knock onto a convention and you just go to the comic book, like we were, we were, we were amazed when we were at awesome con, the number of like duplicates of certain comics, like you could buy them for five bucks at one comic shop, 
the one like down the hall was selling them for like 15 bucks. So yeah. like, oh. like I want to buy it from this guy and then sell it to that guy over there. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just amazing. It's, wow. it's just never, yeah. it, it, my friend went to, um, uh, we'll have him on Nerdishive soon. He, he runs a nonprofit for like children's literacy, but he went to nice. um, Heroes Con that was happening, which is one of the really good ones for just comics. Um, like Awesome oh, Con, I think was amazing for a mix of things like art. And the, uh, Heroes Con is literally like a really great comic. And he went and bought, I think 10 to $15 books that he wants to donate to us to give, you know, like whatever, <laughs> like to, 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 to raffle off to like kids and stuff. And I think that, that's the, that's the, 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 the nostalgia I get where like, you're never going to be in bad shape. And to what Tony said, like we went to a bunch of different things and I was picking out $5 books and I was like, this is just fun. It's good, clean, yeah, fun. You get like right. a $5, like whatever book and just kind of go through it, read it and like enjoy yeah. it. And like, we did, we did see two amazing fantasy fantasy 15s though. Nice. Ooh, nice. 33 and $66,000. Yeah. Oh my God. I wouldn't doubt it. And that means they weren't even in that great a shape then if they were only that low. I think one was like 4.6 and yeah. then one was like, whoa. <laughs> so yeah. So mid grade, like, yeah, no, that's yeah. crazy. Okay. So we could talk about comics for a while. Uh, you do have some comic nerds on this, in this panel. Uh, that said, this has been episode 34 of the real study season one. Uh, season two will be coming up faster than you think. So look for that. We will have a new look and a new everything um, everywhere all at once. I had to do it. Uh, we yeah. did not drop no our F bomb tonight, which was really weird. Oh, so fuck. that feels oh. perfect. <laughs> that said, there we're going to be rating the Raven Armed. <laughs> he is doing Jack Sparrow as always, and uh, he will entertain you now that we are not. Have a great night, everyone. Good night, guys. Good night, everybody. Bye, guys.